Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back live from the Vibe. It's a wrestling classic. Justin here with D-Law, Devin Law. We're back here for the TWC show. One more week. We're still rolling. This is still going on. What's going on, brother, brother? Same old man. Sick as a dog today. That's the worst, man. Yeah, that's all right, though. I'm glad you made it here, though, man. I, I got really my nice, appreciate uh, it. sexy, sick voice going on. The sexy, sick voice. Yeah. It's the Some, one you wish you had but can never achieve. Sometimes people do that. Like, was it... Um, Friends, Phoebe. Phoebe got this. She actually was good at singing yeah, for once because she was sick, and then she yeah. didn't want to lose a sick voice. So That's kind of where I was stealing it from. No, no, 100. percent But I was wondering, was, was it, I'm like, was it Seinfeld? She's like, no, was I have friends? to stay sick. I was like, what show was it? Yeah, it was, it was Friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're always slow on the references. No, well, I knew it was from something. I was trying to remember, but it wasn't. I got there pretty quick. Yeah, you were pretty yeah. slow in that recess one a couple minutes ago. <sighs> Nobody knows about that because we went live on the air, so I don't know what you're talking about, brother. I no. think the cameras are making up stories. The cameras might have been rolling. Maybe making up stories. Been the producer to post a clip of it. Anyways, talking about stories, we're gonna talk about everything that went on this week. But there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about that we just never really got to. Last week was really fun. The panel was great. Um, it was fun going to the draft. I that was a, it was a good time. I had a fun time. I felt like a lot of negativity though. I'm hoping for a little more positivity. I was week. gonna say that because watching back, I'm like we shot on the WWE a lot, and I don't want that to be what this is about. Yeah, I didn't either. But, but, it, but it had to be done because it was really bad. But I think that's what happens when you have more. And than the thing was, well, we were also trying. Yeah, when you get in a group, you start yeah. talking about all the stuff that sucks. Like because we're all like. We all want it to be good, and we're all kind of, like, embarrassed watching it. Like, why can't you just be good for me? We can both admit, though, this week, Ron Smackdown will, like, a step up a little bit. They weren't awful. They weren't and awful. to me, as long as it's not awful, that's a step in the right direction. Because yeah, last week, they were actually this year, bad. this has been a really bad year for shows, man. So, like, any show that's not awful, I'll take it. They've had some good shows, but then, yeah, it's been a bad year Overall, sure. it's been a bad yeah, year It's been a bad shows. year. And they've spent so much time on Rollins that, like, everything else is kind of suffering for it. Rollins too. and Becky, Rollins and Becky, a lot of it. Yeah, but the women's division has gotten better, and other than the Lacey Evans stuff, it's been pretty good for most of the year. No, that's true. Um, on the Raw side of things, that's true. Um, but I wanted it's to bring... Charlotte's on SmackDown. That's true. She wasn't on TV this week. That's probably why it was better for you. Thank God. Uh, I noticed that. I was like, hey, those SmackDown was like, still there bad, was though. no Charlotte. Was SmackDown, SmackDown was still bad, though. Just cookie cutter run in the middle. There show. was only, like, if, if I look at my list of things that we're going to talk about today, there's only literally, like, two things I want to talk about that happened on SmackDown, but we'll get that. What I want to talk about is something we talked about on the drive here last week, but we never really talked about it because um, we did the draft panel and we got caught up with AEW and stuff is uh, the edge thing. Because mm-hmm. on the drive, sometimes me, you and I, when we're driving here, we end up having conversations. That we, we try not to. I show. can tell you don't want to. You're always like, save it for the show. Yeah. I'm like, me and you used to text like all day, like most of the day. And now it's just like, we kind of don't even talk That's to you. That's a weird anymore. thing because like, I don't want to talk to you about wrestling because I'm like, just save it for the show. But then like, you're the person I talk to you about wrestling. Yeah, it'd be too like, even when I was living in Scotland, it'd be like for me, maybe four or five in the morning, it'd be like, all right, talk to Justin after all yeah. kind of thing, right? Now it's just like, I think we both kind of are just like, ah, oh, we'll just save it for the Thursday I would or be Wednesday. at work when you would be watching Raw and I'd be like, yeah, this guy's in a mess with you, but yeah. like, I'd get excited. And like the thing is too, I was always used to watching it on PVR, so a lot of the times I'd watch it live. It'd yeah. start, um, starts 1 a.m. there, uh, their time. Yeah. But then I would have to watch it with commercials. That's brutal. Yeah, I'd have to watch it on the US feed. Chris Lee knows best commercials. No I will salt. say this, so that, 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 that's a good point, because I do think this week's Raw went by a little bit fast for me because I, I watched it later and I got to forward the And you know what, though? I think, too, in, since like the last month or two, I'm not saying it has anything to do with Heyman, but around the time they announced Heyman, yeah. the shows haven't gotten a lot better, but they're um, they're laid out a lot better. They flow I better. I, I, I don't feel like it's dragging, and I find myself fast-forwarding less. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and it's good. It's, it's The third hour hasn't felt like death, at least. Yeah, it. I I do feel like I still get at the third hour. I do still kind of get drained. I'm Raw like, oh. still got that feeling though, that where, you just, where you just know like nothing's really gonna happen. It's just the way it looks right now. It just doesn't look like a big time show. 
It doesn't. Like the way AEW looks with the crowd, with the lights, with the camera shots. The production like, looks everything, the everything feels like Everything feels like just the way it's like just done so sharply. It always feels like something's going on. You can't really take your eyes off it. Yeah. Whereas Raw, you're almost conditioned now to start looking at your phone. No, 100%. There was a few times in Raw where I had to rewind because I'm like, oh, I missed totally what happened there. And I got to go back and watch because I pick up my phone and I start doing something. Yeah, so what do you want to say about Edge? You claim that you think he's making a return. Like, you just randomly saying, you randomly asked me, I mean, you're like, when do you think Edge is going to make his return? And I was like, what do you mean? Make I know he. I well, know I think I think now there's rumors about it and stuff. But that one day where he came back on that SmackDown and uh, did the spear, it's just Summer like. When it, it was oh, the day no, after it was day after wasn't it on Toronto before the pre-show oh the right so what I was just thinking is like as far as what I know just from reading and listening to podcasts if if you're not cleared you're not cleared yeah so uh, they used to do where you hear about like limited clearance like a guy like Foley might be able to take a bump or something like that but from what I understand like I could be 100% wrong and chances are I am but from what I understand is if you're clear to do a spear, you're, you're, you're clear to do everything. No, 100%. And, and especially a move like that with the injury he has and had. And he, I mean, he probably took he pro- no bumps. He probably went and got those stem cells done, man, which is what everybody's doing right now. Which is a big thing going on the stem cell stuff. I know like Ryback's doing a bunch of yeah, other going to South America getting their but stem cells and just their whole bodies are changing. You make a good point because Edge was one of those guys similar to Danny O'Brien where, correct me if I'm wrong because he's been retired since 2010. That's nine years I don't remember him really taking any moves or bumps since he yeah. retired. And Daniel Bryan's was a little bit different, but I, I understand what you're trying to say. It was a little bit different because it was just a WWE doctor that wouldn't clear him. Yeah. Where Edge, it was like no doctor was clearing him. But I'm and I'm trying to pull the comparison of the fact that Daniel Bryan took no bumps the entire time he's retired. So when he did that yeah. first thing with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, it was such a big deal. Like, well, we haven't seen this guy get physical yeah. since they, they told him he couldn't wrestle no more. Yeah. Where with I'm Edge, thinking I, if he does a spear, he's, he's got to be clear. Yeah, and Edge was and he's f- made it pretty clear in his podcast that he wants to come back. And now all of a sudden that, that there's rumors he's coming back. He's like, he's doing the thing everybody does. No, no, there's no chance of that. I'm not coming back. Yeah, and then anymore. talking about the podcast, you made they a really, could really use him. You made a really good point that why would he leave the podcast? Yeah. When they were just killing. He's work. like, I got to be a full time dad now, which is respect to that. That's great. You know, Beth has been doing a lot of the work while he's yeah. been acting and doing this and great that. Great commentary, and But I'm sorry. Beth. I think you got an hour or two during the week to just talk to Christian while somebody else does the producing and all that. You do a little bit of research on the internet. I don't buy that you had to stop the whole podcast, which I think was pretty popular. Uh, was. To be a, a full time dad. I just don't. I don't. I don't really buy that. I'm not. And, and maybe he just didn't want to do the podcast anymore and use that as a, as the reason. Yeah. I won't say excuse because that's not an excuse. He has two young kids. And, oh you no, hundred percent respect. To but him. I thought that was a really good point because realistically, yeah, it's just an hour of the day that he talks. To Christian. And, and it's like it makes me think like too like it might even be on Raw because everybody's expecting it to be SmackDown. Maybe. But I'd love for him to come and just, just take all that those belt little away details. Him doing the spear, the whole him leaving the podcast. I thought maybe he left the podcast because his acting schedule got busy. He's been really, he's dad. been really quiet. But yeah, yeah, he has. He did deny rumors, you're right. But the, I just wanted to bring that up because he brought that up last week in the car. Um, obviously when we came here, the show went a whole different direction with the draft analysis and everything. But yeah. uh, I thought that was an interesting fact because I was like, you know, that is true. He did leave the podcast. That's another sign. He did the spear. Um, he's taking bumps again. Um, and yeah. I just it's, figured everybody was thinking it's it. A, no, and they have. Right from when that spear happened, I think everyone was. They like, have a lot of people have been saying, well, when does Edge come back? And I think there was one of those news websites that made a headline that Edge is cleared to wrestle again. And it, became, it was a big deal for, like, you know, how social media works. It was a big deal for, like, a week. And then everyone moved on to the next thing. But um, so when you brought it up, 
like obviously I read stuff like that. And I'm very skeptical about everything I read on dirt sheets and stuff. And I'm always like, ah, I'm a very. I mean, it'd be dope to hold it off till Rumble if let's just we're fantasy booking here. Yeah. I mean, chances are he's not cleared and we'll never wrestle again. But let's just say he is, right? Yeah. It'd be dope if they could hold it off till Rumble because we have we've been you know haven't been getting the same kind of surprises that we'd always like. No, hundred percent. But um, if the shows and the trends of ratings are going to continue, they're going to have to bring him back sooner. One last thing then. Um, before we move on from Edge and this whole scenario, because I thought it was really cool and I really wanted to touch on it and get your guys' opinions. If you listen to this, let us know what you guys think about Edge coming back, if you think it is going to happen. And answer my next question, I'm, I'm going to ask Devin right now. If Edge was to come back, who would you like to, to work with first? Rollins. Beat him. Rollins? Beat him. I would have said Kofi. Yeah. Rollins, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. I think Rollins would be a good one. There was a point where that seemed like Andrade, want to see. Andrade, Drew McIntyre. I think he needs to come back and start Ricochet. with the top guy, and then he can work down with the mid-card guys. Come and beat Corbin up. That's a good one, too. That is a real good one. Come and beat Who Corbin did he spare? Up. Elias? Corbin, Corbin can lose from now until the end of time, and it won't hurt him at all. No, not at all, but working with Edge is a great thing to just yeah. generally for anybody. Um, working with a legend like Heel that. Andrade, Heel uh, Styles. I think Styles is a great one, too. Um, Look what Styles did with Cena. He could do just the same thing with Edge, man. No, 100%. There is, like, this is totally not even on my list of things to say, but I'll say something about Cena. Um, he's gone more of the time than usual now. I was a big anti-Cena guy for many years, as you know. Um, you still are. And no, I like, ever since, like, 2012, when we started putting guys over, like, Punk and Brian and Owens and stuff, I started getting, like, you know, I respect him. And no, it might have been, like, 2016, 2017. No, I, I, I'm never going to say I'm a big Cena fan, ever. Like, till the end of time. I'll never, for me, personally... Cena will never be on like my top 10 list or top 20 list. He wouldn't. But I will say, from 2012, when he started working with Punk and stuff and forward... No, it wasn't. You hated all that. You hated all the stuff with Orton. You hated all of it. You didn't kind of mind it when he started wrestling with Styles and he wasn't around all the time. No, for sure. But I just mean like I was okay. Like I, 2007 and 2012, I really hated him. When other guys started being in the main event spot more, I was like, okay. You're right. I didn't like him. Like him. I still don't like at that point. 2016 is when I really came around. But 2012 when he started working with guys like Brian and putting them over and they were beating him. Because mm-hmm. the thing I hated about Cena time is he'd work with great guys and he'd just beat them. When guys started beating him, I was like, okay, that's okay. Then when he started having good match with Styles, guys, yeah, for sure. Then it kind of started turning around like he's okay. The thing I was going to say about Cena, though, it is kind of unfortunate that he is. I wouldn't want him to be around all the time. We I, could I, use him right now. I would be, but I, I don't want to. I might regret my words right now. But Cena I would, and Rollins had a good feud. Yeah, they did. That's what I mean. The Cena Rollins. Once he started putting people over, the stuff he did that with That was Reigns, when Rollins came in the, the white stuff, suit, right? Yeah, the stuff he did with uh, Punk and Brian and KO. Like, everybody he worked with at that time, like, uh, after he was done his run of tier. The United terror, States Open Challenge kind of era. Yeah, it was good. Once again, I'm still not the biggest Cena fan. He'll never make my top 20 list personally. But I get w- who he is. I always said if I was to run a wrestling company, he's the type of guy I'd want working you for me. You have a top 20 list? Yeah, I do. Get a life, man. What do you mean? Top 20. You don't have a top 20? I mean, top, top four or five, maybe. But I have a top like 10 for sure. 20? Yeah, well, I did it for the page, and then it, I just, that's what stuck. It was like a way to get followers following. Like, I'm going to do top 20. Every you day did I drop a top 20 on your page? Yeah. With like a really super long, corny story about yeah, underneath 100%. it? 100%. Oh, okay. And every, every, uh, every, uh, <laughs> every post, yeah, every post I do like a special Since I was a kid, wrestling. I've been making top 20 lists. No, no I always no. had a dream to put a top 20 <laughs> list on Instagram. And I did. Even though Instagram wasn't a thing. <laughs> I did. And then um, basically, what was it going with the same thing? It'd be cool to see him work with guys like Andrade and uh, guys he hasn't worked with who are on the roster now, you know? Uh, the Alistair Blacks and stuff. I'd be hyped for that. Yeah, I don't know if he could. Uh, I don't know if you don't want Alistair right off the back. He'll hurt no, you. No, no, but I just mean like working with those guys, but like the guys that we might never see him work with potentially. Uh, it'd be cool, man. It'd be you know uh, some guys on there that I'd be really hyped about. Cena Andrade, man, let's get it. I'd be nuts, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say is uh, 
Quick shout out to everyone I got to meet over the weekend at the NXT Live show. It was a good show, man. Uh, we saw Roderick Strong invited. versus Matt Riddle. We saw um, Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler. Dakota and Tegan versus Aaliyah and uh, Vanessa Bourne. Uh, we saw Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. Bunch of, it was a solid card from top to bottom. Um, you know, and the biggest thing of the night was the farewell of the Street Profits to NXT. That was the last show on the tour, last show with NXT. Um, they did uh, They did Vancouver for Kelowna? They did Vancouver, and I don't think they went to Kelowna, the Street Profits. I think they had it back because oh, they were on Raw the next right, time. right, right, right. But the rest of the crew was to Kelowna. Kelowna was a Sunday, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. so then... Uh, the 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 fair so they had like Scotty too, one went at like Scotty Too Hotty's like to turn it up turn I'm like Rikishi I was really confused yeah and then Scotty Too Hotty came out with Norman Smiley and they did and all the baby faces of the NXT roster came out and they did a little farewell thing and yeah a little speech and it was really cool man that's pretty dope it was a good it was a good show how was the crowd it was it def, obviously it's Vancouver and it was at the Peony Agrodome and it wasn't sold out because it's I never sold out here. I think if it was, uh, we don't, we it, don't, it wouldn't sell out. We'd show up, but all yeah. they give us is, like, that's actually a really good house show card, yeah. but they usually give us really bad house show no, cards. No, 100%. And I was going to say, like, if it was, like, a main roster event, I think that might have pulled more. I don't think casual fans of Vancouver know what NXT is to the level that we probably should. Uh, but it was, it was like, but the, if it was, like, a takeover or a TV taping, oh, for everybody sure. would show up. Just because it's an event, then. It's a, it's a different, it's, you know, it's, yeah. a different, it's a different vibe. We usually get house shows here. Someone actually asked me when was the last time we had like a taped show here in Vancouver, and I'm like maybe 2003. Yeah. Um, I remember going to a house show in '97. It was Stone yeah. Cold and Hunter Hearst Helmsley on That's top, dude. Sweet. Dude, I remember we were sitting in the upper deck and it was packed. Like I yeah. remember Stone Cold Stun China. It's got to see Kane's entrance. All these guys, like, it was a dope show. Yeah, they used to have Raw. But here now and there's stuff nobody too. here. Like, I, when I see all the guys collectively, I'm like, yeah. okay, I feel like going, and I'm a big fan. But to people who aren't big fans, it's like, oh, do I really want to? And then when you get there, the whole half of it's, like, empty or one side's completely empty or, like, you're only, like, I don't know. It just kind of takes you right out of it when you see, like, the house show crowd. You're just like, ugh. Yeah, but I will say this. The crowd that was there was a lively crowd. They were hardcore fans because they were active. They were loud. And the best is when it isn't that packed and they're still loud. Yeah. Well, that's like almost like it kind of throws me back to when I went to Stomping Grounds. Like it wasn't a sold out show. That was a really big dome though. But the audience was loud, and yeah. th- and that makes a difference. And I can even say the same thing about AEW this week. I don't know if you caught it, but at one point, was Stomping Ground Ambrose's last show or something like that. I uh, maybe I don't know if he's on the card or something like that. Uh, but it was a whole Seth Becky phase, right? Uh, uh, against Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. But um, that was Stomping Grounds, eh? Yeah. So that was right after WrestleMania. Like a couple of months after, it was Extreme oh Rules and Stomping Grounds. Oh yeah, Sam Bros wouldn't have been on it. Yeah, but uh, I was gonna say. So uh, I don't know if you caught on AEW at one point when Cody was gonna go run up against Jericho. They kind of showed the other side of the arena, and it was a, a lot empty. But that goes to my fact again. It doesn't really make a difference when the crowds a lot. The crowd that is there is active and loud because mm-hmm. you wouldn't even be able to tell. Yeah. So sometimes, so I started thinking differently about it because most time you see people post pictures of like a half empty. That's one thing. Raw SmackDown has been crickets lately, except for that Denver crowd. That's true. But anyways, NXT Live Show was great. I got to meet a lot of cool people there. Um, people that follow the page from like Brazil, all day from Brazil, a bunch of people. Why are they? Why are they here? Uh, he's here as a stu- on a student visa. He oh, just nice. came here for like a year or something. But he's like, I was hoping I'd bump into you and get to meet you. Shout and out to Brazil guy. Shout out to him, man. He does like uh, judo and jiu-jitsu and stuff. He's a really do- dope guy. Uh, I met a bunch of people I've talked to regularly and we DM each other. They, they're really active on the page. And then I ran into them. They told me their username. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, mm-hmm. so cool to finally meet you in person and stuff. Uh, it was a solid night. It was a good show. And it really made me want to tune into NXT this week, which I actually did. I streamed it right after I watched AEW. I had a break. I watched Total Divas in the middle to kind of give myself a break. But That's your break? That was a break. Oh that was a full God. wrestling. It was a full block of wrestling. But blow uh, my brains out watching <laughs> Total Divas. I do, I do miss your little recap. So when you used to send me random yeah. videos of the funny stuff. 
Well, that's it, all you'd send me like a good like one minute kind of well, video the of that and it'll always be them saying something so stupid that they're trying to pass off as I serious. don't want to dive into Total Divas too much but we the, never are going to there's, there's certain things that are missing now. like the, those funny things used to come from like the Cena's when he was on the show the Tyson kids and the Rusev's and stuff but they're not really on the show this season it's such a weird group of like it, I, I wouldn't consider any of them to be friends with each other yeah but the guys were always funny in the show there's one thing I'll always say about Total Divas uh, if you're a male fan like if you want to see your favorite male wrestlers in their own element, just being actual humans and funny and stuff, like Total Divas, you'll see, because Rusev was always like hilarious. Like Cena being a robot. Cena being a robot. Tyson Kidd was always funny. The Uso that's married to Naomi, he's always funny. Like, they're actually funny, and then you get to see their real personalities. Um, and those are the clips I'd always send you, because Rusev would always say funny-ass shit. Cena would say funny-ass shit. Like, that was the good stuff. But um, I did that, and I watched NXT. The show live was great. Um should we do a stupid Instagram comment of the week from Mon- Montana of three 300? Or? If you got one set up. I'll read it to you right now. I know exactly what it is. So I posted about AEW. I posted their AEW dark match. It was a, like a six-man tag with uh, the Bucks. Uh, no, it was eight-man tag. You're still trying tag. to get in good with Matt Jackson, eh? It was the Bucks. No, I was just promoting because <laughs> I watch and I enjoy I enjoy dark. My Tuesdays pretty much consist of me watching NWA Power. Yeah. Shout out to them. Great show. I've, I've seen clips of it. I haven't really watched it. I was talking to my buddy from Scotland yeah. today who was talking to me about it. And he's like, he knows what I like and stuff. And he's like telling me like, I would actually recommend you check it out. A lot of the matches are really good. There's some boring matches and there's good matches. That's yeah. the truth. You know what I mean? But that's like he's any like, he's show. Like, he's definitely one guy who knows what I like. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. And uh, the debate got rowdy. But like there's good matches and boring matches. And like... Uh, it's a show that where half the matches are recorded either before the show and some of the matches. I thought are it was gonna be. I show. thought AEW Dark was gonna be like the Joey Janela show, but now they actually brought him on real TV. Yeah, and he wasn't on Dark this week. I don't believe. Yeah. But uh, it was it was it was cool. No, he wasn't Dark because he finally beat Brandon Cutler and then got his first win. But um, it was uh, it's a it's a pretty cool concept. They have Tony Schiavone at the at the what's it called? The event center. The event center. Um, the and uh, <coughs> and they have him doing his thing, and he also shows video packages and interviews. Like they had an exclusive promo with Pac on there about his match coming up with John Moxley and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty dope show. Um, solid matches. They had a street How fight. Was Taz? Taz was good. He, this was his first episode. He was commentating for AEW Dark now. He's good. Apparently, he like really wants to commentate on wrestling again. Yeah, and he, why I not? Was, I was listening to his podcast yesterday, and he was saying his contract with CBS is coming up in January, yeah. so he's trying to get something going for next year. He was never horrible. No, he was always good. Yeah, he was good. Um, I loved it. I he loved just got him. busy doing radio. I loved him and Michael Cole together in those early snacks. They were days. good, man. They that were was a good solid team. team. Yeah, solid team. Um, here comes the pain, man. That was all. That was all Taz, right? Yeah. Uh, Montana 300, 300, though. He's a rapper. 3,000 or 300? I think it's 300. Montana of 300. And those of you who you don't know. You have 3,000 on your notes. I know. That tells you a lot, right? He is a rapper. He's a, He's... Not very raps. good. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard much of his stuff, but he followed the page for a long time, and I do appreciate that. Like, it's solid that uh, he supports, and he's very active on the page. But usually comments and whatnot, but this one actually got, like, like at least 40, 50 replies on it of people just debating. He started a debate under this AEW Dark post. Where In he your said, post? Yeah. Oh. And he commented saying, looks like some serious, cheesy circus clown shit. I know all the legends can't even sit and watch this comedy and even try to be proud. So I'll give him the benefit of the, doubt of the sense. The match did have a lot of flippy stuff. It was yeah. a very dark match. But didn't match. you do one of those things where it's like multiple videos? Yeah, it's, multi- it's a whole match, but I cut it up oh, to 10 minutes. What right? match? Uh, it was 
Cody, Dustin, the Young Bucks versus Sima, another ja- guy from Japan whose name I don't Is remember. Is dark match? And the private party. He has a dark match. Uh, so it's on AEW Dark. So it would have been either after the show or before the show. I'm guessing after the show, send the crowd home happy. Let's have a fun match. This was after last week's but episode. But it's just like 99% of legends probably would watch that and be like, ah, oh, you don't need to do all that. No, and it's true. He's not wrong. And I, I mean, also, I haven't watched it, but I'm assuming a lot of it's private party doing their thing. Private party in the box. You know, you kind of already know what to expect. And there's some funny stuff where Brandy does a dive onto everybody. Everyone goes for a dive one after another. And then, you know, MJF gets a spot where he <sighs> pretends he's going to go for a dive. And then he does an FU thing. Those constant dives really just take me out of it. No, 100%. So, uh, like, and then I tried to respond. So he got be, roasted? I tried to be similar. I tried to, I mean, tried to be uh, fair. I'm like... I feel yeah. I feel like AEW tries to give people a buffet of different styles of wrestling. You may not like this, but then you, you'll you see yeah. a match you might enjoy. There's going to be something else on the show for you. You might enjoy because it's a different style. And like wrestling has evolved almost like an argument in hip-hop where it has sub-genres under the same main genre. I'm like, there's something for everyone. That's just my take, though. Yeah. Because, you know, there's mumble rap. There's old school. Like, there's different genres of hip-hop under just hip-hop. Yeah. And like, wrestling's kind of like that now, too. It's not just, like, shoot wrestling. It's, like, there's shoot wrestling. There's flippy wrestling. There's technical wrestling. There's, yeah. like, all different kinds. Hardcore wrestling. There's different kinds, right? That's what's happened to professional wrestling. But a lot of other people were not happy about this comment, dude. Um, get over it. This isn't the 1980s no more. This is a show where they give the crowd fun content. Then people start fighting about um, if this is really a dark match or not because it's aired on YouTube. Like, how is it a dark match? Dark match you aren't supposed to see. Like, da, da, da. like it just got wild. How do in they the know? Are section. they wrestling promoters? Are they in the wrestling professional no wrestling idea. business? No idea what's going on here. But my point is, this. I'm not going to sit here and talk about. I, I mean, I talk about wrestling on this yeah. show here. I'm not going to pretend I know. I know the technical, proper, inside definition of a dark match. Like, shut up. But do you agree or disagree? I disagree with what? The uh, fact that maybe it's a little bit too circusy and jumpy with AEW. Um, see, but I'm pretty particular with my language. I wouldn't say it's too circusy or anything yeah. like that. I would just say this shit ain't for me. No, 100%. That's why I, I also wouldn't comment on it either because I don't feel the need to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, because that just seemed like a really negative comment. Like, like if you're talking reaction. about it and you're like, sent me the clip and said, hey, check this match out and I didn't like it, I'd text you and be like, ah, I, I thought that was garbage. And we've had that conversation but with like, matches after, I just, like, after every show. I just don't feel the need to comment on, some, on, on any kind of post or tweet or anything like that. No, I agree with you. I just felt like uh, it was very... I'm glad did that more people comment. Did more people disagree? A lot of people disagreed. A lot of people obviously came to uh, defend AEW and stuff. But AEW doesn't need your defense. They're doing all right. A hundred percent. And that's the same thing that happens on all my. What did you think about AEW this week? And the thing is, if, if somebody posted that on, a, if somebody posted that to like Cody or something like that, he'd be the he'd say the same thing. He wouldn't hate on him or try to. He'd be like, listen, I'm like maybe that's not for you. But and that's check what this I said. Out. I'm like, I feel out. yeah, I'm gonna get it because you might not enjoy this, but there's are other matches on. The fans show. get way too territorial, man. People are allowed to have their opinions. You're allowed to have yours too. Like. You know what? Not everybody thinks AEW is as great as you think it is, and no, so a lot 100%. of people do think it's as great as you think it is. So what, man? You have to. You don't have to like. It's it's not a personal thing. But anyway, you're allowed to enjoy what you. I enjoy. agree with you 100. percent I think if any of you guys want to jump in the conversation, though, every week when I post about AEW, I post about NXT on Wednesdays. The debates and the conversations get heated. People really get offended. If you want to read what I'm talking about and read these comments, just scroll through those like 150 comments under my AEW post, or 200 actually, like 100 something under my NXT post. It's literally just people def- like, oh, this is better than NXT. This is better. Than All AEW. those people who commented more on the NXT post. Why are the ratings so much down? Why don't you watch? Exactly, but God uh, damn it. I still think there's that thing about AEW being live and new and NXT. NXT like, is live. I know, but you, I think people are used to watching it on a stream, like, you know, like watching it after. I think uh, I'd like to see the numbers on the network and on PVR. Do you think it's better on the network? Because, I mean, you can find, like, people post the numbers post PVR. I yeah. forget what the name, there's a technical name for it. Yeah. But all we're seeing is first watch numbers, really. That's true. 
But yeah, I just I want to bring that. But it's not really a stupid Instagram comment anyway. Because take that and back. But it was an interesting. And, and, and I'd be anyway. very surprised if NXT ratings aren't a little better next week because of how good this week's show was. And that's what I was saying. Like this week's show will be reflected in next week's ratings. Well, they definitely did something to get people talking. That's the whole show was good. Show. Oh no, from top both to bottom. shows were great. It was a great Wednesday. It was a solid Wednesday. Um, both like, shows. If they're going to be doing that every week, we're we're all winners. Both shows stood out. Left a better impression on me by today or this Thursday than Raw or last week's SmackDown did, 110%. The, not that Raw and SmackDown were bad this week. They were a step up, but NXT and AEW were just... I have to look at this to even remember what happened on Raw. <laughs> NXT and AEW were just so much just so much better and more entertaining. Um, one I, like other, I like how you did it short and just wrote Kane, Kane Val. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kane Val attack Shelton. <laughs> I was trying to, you know... I was trying to, but you'll write out McIntyre. <laughs> No, because when I type McIntyre on my phone, it fully just comes out. What else did you write out? Shinsuke, not just Shin. Oh, man. Kane Val. <laughs> Kane Val. Maybe I don't know how to spell his last name. Maybe that's part of the not reason. Roderick, not Rod. <laughs> you, you just write Baker or Britt Baker. Are you just uh, making fun of my notes now? Kane, Kane Val. Another thing I want to talk about. Hello, ladies. Another <laughs> thing I want to talk about really quickly before we jump into uh, NXT, because I want to start with NXT this week, actually, because I'm excited about it. Um... I made a post today, just today, uh, and I posted a picture of Bret Hart, a really cool picture of Bret Hart from Bret Hart Dungeon's page that he found. And instead of just posting the picture and just saying go, I'm like, let's ask a question. I ask people a question that's been asked a billion times, and I'm sure we've all seen the answers a billion times. Um, but I like asking like every at least once a year because I think it changes every year. And I said, if Bret, if you could have Bret come back in his prime today, who would you like him to wrestle of the current roster? Obviously, there's a bunch of people that said people that oh, aren't around. Oh, current roster? Yeah, a lot of people said, like, Kurt Angle and, oh, I was say CM, and CM Punk. Punk. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, those are great answers, don't get me wrong, but they're not here. Like, out of the current roster of all wrestling, not just WWE, AEW, this and that. Well, obviously, we got a lot of Kevin Kenny Owens, Omegas. Kevin we got, Owens, we got, AJ Styles. We got a lot of AJ Styles, a lot of Kenny Omegas, a lot of um, Seth Rollins, a lot of uh, KO came up a lot. But I think the one that stood to there's a couple, an Undisputed Era came up, anybody in that group, I thought all of those were great. Like him versus Kyle O'Reilly, him versus Bobby Fish, him versus Adam Cole. I'm like, hell, have him go through an Undisputed Era gauntlet. It would be great. Um, but uh, the one that I, I, I it, was not, like, it didn't surprise me really, but I didn't really think about a lot. That would be really good. Were you good. shocked? I wasn't shocked at all. Oh, okay. I was going to say that word, but I knew you were going to call me on it. <laughs> the one tell. thing that didn't surprise me that much, but uh, I didn't realize I wanted to see it as bad as I did until now. And I think it's because his current character and who he is today compared to who he was in 2014 is I actually really would like to see current day Daniel Bryan versus Bret Hart in his prime. That would be like, I don't know why I think. It I feel like it'd be legit. boring. I think it'd be good. Yeah, I think it would be one of those matches. I think with the right story, it'd be really good. I also think you're right. It might if be they gave it to us cold, it'd probably be boring. But I think you're right. It might be one of those matches that starts off boring and then gets good in the middle and then has a great finish. But I was like, that's a really good one. Another couple of yeah, people. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bret Hart's like my favorite wrestler of all time. No, like, for sure. You guys never had a bad match. I, exactly. That's why I'm like, I think that's why all these answers. Get. Other answers were like Cesaro, which I think is a I great mean, Daniel one. Daniel Bryan's like the Marky Indie Darling kind of yeah. answer. But it was a good one. I thought I liked it because Kenny Omega's sure. Um, AJ Styles a lot, Seth Rollins a lot, but everyone's like it needs to be like heel Seth. Um, I uh, I liked Cesaro. That was the one that I didn't see. That's coming. a really good one. Another one that was really good. So Daniel Bryan was one. Another one that I didn't think of at all that people kept bringing up was Johnny Gargano. Maybe I'm like there, there's something that could happen there. Maybe one that people didn't bring up a lot, but when someone did comment it, I'm like you know what? I think they could tell a good story. Just Big Show. <laughs> Big Show would be great. Yeah. Uh, did that ever happen? 
In WCW? Probably. No. They didn't cross paths. No, they must have. Because he went there in 97, 98. Big Show came in like 90. I don't think they ever like, I'm sure they did on like a thunder. On like a thunder or something, I guarantee Maybe you. Maybe in a tag match or something? I don't know. Google it after. Oh, well, but uh, Samoa <laughs> Joe. Oh, see, that's what I can that get That would into. be so because Brett always worked good with big guys, and that's yeah. a good story they could tell. Then Samoa, Samoa Joe's got all the submissions and stuff too, you know? Yeah, that'd be. I'm just like picturing it in my head now. That's sick. And one person said that. I'm like, that's one. Like, those, those are the three that really struggled. That's Bryan, a main event or co main event right there. Daniel Bryan, Johnny Gargano, and, and Samoa Joe. I'm like, that's such a good, that's a great answer. Oh, I love Joe, man. I miss him. Um, Another thing that stood out to me today uh, through the social media world is I posted a picture of Ken Shamrock, and this just came to me because I posted a picture of Ken Shamrock. Did you watch his impact match? I did not. It was decent. Uh, but against Moose, right? Yeah. Did you watch Bound for Glory? No, I watched the Shamrock part, though. Okay, I didn't watch any of it, but I heard it was a pretty decent show from yeah. top to bottom. I heard the ladder match was really good. They had a bad show in a while. No, they, they're actually doing really good. They've it's been just, keeping steady, staying the course, man. When you look at all the wrestling you have to watch, it's it's kind of lower on my list, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, Not as low as Ring of Honor, though. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on there. Like, we're talking about that today. I'm wearing this Marty shirt from LaPel, yeah. Yeah, he and can't he, wait to get out of there, I bet. he was saying how big of a Marty fan I used to be, and I was, and I still am. How can you be a fan of him? Nobody even sees what he does. But I'm like, I just haven't been watching stuff. In our, get PCO our out of there, too. I'm like, I haven't been watching Ring of Honor stuff to be that same fan that I was. I love Marty. Marty's the man. I'm telling you, the moment he comes to AEW, which I think is inevitable, I'm going to be so happy. But it's just him and Ring of Honor, I just I can't sit there and be like, you know. But shout out to LaPel, yeah, thanks for the shirt. Really appreciate it. I was looking for a shirt to match his jacket. This is the closest I could get. Um, Midnight Society. Yeah. This uh, show is uh, being uh, submitted for approval of the Midnight Society because mm-hmm. they have a chalk line. Great right show. Here. It used to scare the crap out of me. You used to watch it right before bedtime. It was, it actually just scared me when I was a kid, too. Are You Afraid of the Dark and Both They would come on back to back. Yeah, 8, that. 8.30 or 7.30. It was nuts, but yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Really, really Y-TV, good show. YTV, Channel 25. The best. Yeah. Do you remember that little purple thing? Watch The Zone after class. The Zone, that little purple thing. Yeah. Talk. But anyways, shout out to Chalkline too, actually. I was going to do that later, but this new Are You Afraid of the Dark jacket, you can get it from Chalkline.com. Super dope jacket. And once again, if you're listening to this show, you get an exclusive promo code TWC15. Save 15% on this Are You Afraid Are you afraid of the Dark jacket or any other jacket you like, whether it's classic wrestling, current wrestling, their hip-hop-related jackets and Nickelodeon-related jackets. They got all the stuff. Their shorts, their track suits, their shoes. They sell so many different varieties of things now other than just jackets that you can save by using TWC15 on Chalkline, Chalkline.com, man. Um, yeah, once again, this uh, show is being submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. But uh, I was going to say something. Oh, the other thing about Ken Shamrock that I didn't realize that I wanted is because um, someone's like, oh, I'd love to see Ken Shamrock come to AEW and... I don't know who they suggested fight this person. I was like, no. What would be dope just for like a fun random match on a takeover is Ken Shamrock versus Matt Riddle. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, that's a great idea. It's weird though. Like when I watch Matt Riddle matches, I don't really feel the MMA vibe off him. No. I just feel I just he's just Matt Riddle. Yeah. I don't get the MMA kind of. I, I, I think because <clears throat> I wasn't. It's different, though. You know what I mean? Like, and I think he also doesn't try to be the MMA guy yeah, either. Yeah, and he's a character already. He's this bro guy. He's not like the MMA yeah. fighter. He's not like... I mean, he's a fighter, and he's like a you know like a real-style fighter, but I don't see... You know, it's like when Brock came back, or it doesn't have like the MMA He's a wrestling guy. Feel. Like, Samoa Joe has more of an MMA feel than uh, Matt Riddle Who's again MLW? Uh, Tom Lawler? Tom Lawler. He has MMA feel. Yeah, like, but he's, he's, uh, he was actually a fighter for a long time. I don't think Matt hung around there for very That's long. what I mean. So my point I was going to get to is I think I never really ever looked at... I My introduction to Matt Riddle was when he started doing the independent wrestling stuff. Yeah. I never, the MMA thing was like a background thing for me. I never saw I didn't, him do I didn't know who he was and I'm an MMA fan. I didn't know yeah. who he was until he got into independent wrestling and then, you know, you find out, hey, you got fired from UFC. Yeah. 
So, like, that's why I always just think of him as a wrestler. Where, like, when you think of a guy like a Ken Shamrock, we knew he came from the UFC world. You think about Because that's all they promoted in the 100%. You think of Ronda Rousey. Like, she has so much history that, like, she was a big name. I think when you're a bigger name that comes from MMA, it feels more that way. Yeah. Once again, Brock's a special case because he wrestled first, then he went to MMA. But he still feels MMA. It still feels like a UFC guy. It's weird. I think when he first came back, yeah, but now he's Brock again. Yeah, he doesn't really feel like a WWE guy to me. He just, he's Brock. Yeah. It's just he's a, a special case of every situation. Rock. Um but yeah, I wanted to talk about that Bret Hart thing. I thought that was a really cool situation. Um other than that, man, the prince is back and I'm only saying that. I'm not trying to be cheesy. I'm only saying that cuz the last time we saw Finn Balor as a heel, it was was when he was Prince Devitt. Ever since he's been Finn Balor, he's been this a baby face the entire time since his debut in NXT in 2015. Yeah, I saw when he started doing that really really over the top smiley thing that he's like going in that direction. Yeah. But I don't know what. I don't even remember what happened with that. Yeah, those times where it seemed like they could have turned him heel. This is the sickest Bailey kick you've ever seen. But dude, on the no- on the nose, dude, he hit that on the spot. Then he just blasts him through the barricade. And uh, okay, so this is my take. I loved every moment of that. Yeah. Um, NXT was really good, but what did I say about NXT? Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I just don't like how they don't have promos and story stuff all the time in the ring. They do, but it's not like the NXT. The wrestling is what usually stands out the most. Yeah, but they tell the stories through the wrestling. They no. have they have run-ins. They have interference. No, and they do have promos and stuff, you know? but it, it always feels like not. When I'm like, they don't do the records thing, but a lot of it is, you know, avenging your loss from last week or a month ago or, you know, shit no, like that. No, 100%. Um, but, like, I just, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, once again, who am I to talk? I haven't watched NXT properly. Ciampa's reaction when he did that was just like, oh, what the hell? Oh, yeah. oh whatever. <laughs> I haven't watched NXT properly for, like, two years, so I, I'm the last person to be saying that. Like, I've watched it here and then in the takeovers. But I've always, NXT, I, Raw and SmackDown's been, like, my promo wrestling thing, and NXT was always the wrestling wrestling thing. But this changed my mind. This made me want to continue to, like, since NXT's been on USA, it's been uh, really good. Unreal. But this has made me want to tune in next week for sure. Yeah. The, this might be the thing that might make me want to see what's going on in NXT before I with AEW. They found what to get that fan that might not know what NXT was to watch him on USA now because they're like, oh, Finn Balor, what the? It was a sweet moment. Um, Roderick just came off having that awesome triple threat match with Keith Lee and uh, Donovan D- Dijakovic. Kind of, kind of the He really That's should be say Donovan Dijak, but um, they made it. They made it harder to say. Yeah, like, like Donovan Dijak was like, great. Okay. Dijakovic. He'll Dijakovic, just be, he'll just be Donovan called. sooner or later. Hopefully, I actually want that to happen. Usually, I don't want that to happen. I actually want that to happen. Real but, people have two names. The one uh, they're gonna figure that. That out. was a sweet triple threat match. He did stuff I've never seen, or maybe just don't remember seeing in triple threat matches before. Mm-hmm. It was a good pace. Everything was solid with the match, and that's what you expect from NXT. Keith Lee's such a wild card to me. Like I have no idea what he's gonna be. I have no opinion on him, but after this, he's week, got so much star power. But it's just it's WWE. And both Donovan and Keith Lee's big guys that move. Like yeah. they're agile and they're doing I stuff you, just, you wouldn't you, expect. You know, to they've do. they've they've kind of made us lose faith in their ability to make main event stars. Well, like we're going to be stuck with Rollins until we're like fifty. No, hundred percent. And that's the thing when people come to the main roster, there's already these guys that are cemented in the top spots. That's like how is how many more people can go there? That's why I like this whole idea of NXT maybe just becoming this third brand fully and doing people can just stay there longer because like. Now there's a reason you want to stay there. You're on TV too. You you have your own pay per views. This literally yeah, is a no, whole other company. I just uh, like I said, I still just wonder what the pay is like. They no, must that's be getting true. paid more a difference. being on TV. But if they're on TV, oh yeah, like it should have gone up now. At least the top guys. Yeah, but anyways, that was a great match. But then obviously Undisputed Era came out to celebrate. Out came Champa. Out came Gargano. DIY chant went off. Happy moment. Finn came out. Who we're expecting to see? Because the week before, Yo, so apparently NXT season hit the road now, eh? Which uh, will be good, man. With this momentum with Finn, is a good thing. It depends, though, what kind of buildings they do, because they're not going to sell out. Not right away. 
They won't. WWE shows don't sell out. Yeah, that's true. Actually. They just don't. People get a lot of it. They know they're going to be back. They know they get to see them on TV. Like, there's no... There's no hot there's no hot angles, hot new characters. If they say the fiend's gonna be on there for sure, yeah. I can see a lot of tickets selling. If they say Brock Lesnar's gonna be there for sure, I can see a lot of tickets selling. But as a brand, WWE sells what they sell and that's not really any sellouts. I want I wanna go back to Prince David, I mean Finn Balor, but uh You did I, that on purpose. I did. Uh I didn't actually, but I said Prince David and I was like, oh, I mean Finn Balor. But uh You didn't even hesitate or stutter. That was planned. No, because I wasn't going to say I want to get back to the prince, but You're then I said phony. his full name. You're phony. No, I literally said I want to get back to the here. prince, and then I went and said his full name, and that was a crap. But uh, I wanted the ticket thing was funny because we were talking about in the car here. Jim Ross's comments on Seth Rollins after Seth Rollins. <laughs> after Seth Rollins said us some sort of Comic Con <laughs> or something without uh, aid, if he would face Kenny Omega, if he's ready to come to the major leagues and stop playing in the minor leagues and all this stuff. I mean, a big and, point of what he's making in his rant in the beginning isn't really wrong. He's saying, yeah, you're getting paid a lot, but that's. TV money. You're not drawing the houses. You're not getting paid off the house. And that's what JR was saying about Seth Rollins. To and even Austin said that to Cena when Cena was on his podcast. Yeah. Austin was like, when I was on top, we didn't have those black tarps up there. 100%. And it's only gotten worse. And then he made that funny comment. Cena about would have, Cena's buildings that have some sections tapered off. Now we got full halves. And Jim Ross said something about, like, I hope you get us over as your girlfriend one day or something. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Um, but listen, he I He said don't, that, like, the internet has made that a bigger deal yeah. than it came off well, of the no, show. Well, no, it's funny. So his it rant, his whole rant was about basically, like, yeah, like, first of all, like, why are you taking digs? Like, minor leagues? Like, okay, all you got to do is watch the show. You know it's not really the minor leagues. And you look at some of the stuff that's going on in WWE, like, okay, like, relax. Like, I get it. But Seth Rollins comes, he doesn't come off good. He's being the corporate champion. But he doesn't come off. He comes. He doesn't really come off as, like, the company guy. He comes off as, like, a whiner who's getting defensive. So that's the thing. Like, it, realistically, he's being the company Welcome guy. Welcome the competition. He, he is the corporate champion right I, now. And I can imagine. He's the champion. He's probably so sick of hearing this other company, hearing yeah. about Kenny Omega. He's like, why doesn't everybody just, like, talk about me? It's because you're not that cool and you're not, like, the top, top guy. And, he, and, and, and he's trying to, like, do – he's answering the way that he should answer – as the person working no, the he's not. That's the problem. But no, but he my doesn't point, need to say he's in the minor leagues. No, no, for sure. And he can come but to the big leagues and this and my that. My point is, I'm trying to get to is that the way he answers it is very like whiny and sounds like he's like taking digs at them rather than just being like you know, it's his his way of answering just sounds bad. It his makes answer it, it makes, is bad. The way he answers it is the bad. The way the way he comes of off bad. is horrible because <laughs> it just seems like. It's almost like he comes he, off very insecure. Insecure and actually as if like he knows they're better than they are and he's trying to make them look worse even though like like you're making people want to go watch that more because the way you're shooting out. I don't, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's almost like when the WWE's do those old Macho Man And he knows it too because he's always apologizing after he says dumb shit. Yeah. And it's, it's just, and he, for anyone that's outside of WWE it's like get off your high horse a little bit man. Be happy those people out there but doing But JR said it right like okay yeah congrats you're making a lot of money uh, but uh, you're you're not the only guy making a lot of money. A lot of people are making a lot of money. Yeah. And if you were really selling out houses and it was on your back, you'd be making a lot more. And you're not selling out houses. And they're not making it off your back. WWE sells what they sell. When the brand comes to town, they're going to sell a certain amount of tickets. Because it has nothing to do with who's on top. Unless you're a Cena or a Lesnar or an Undertaker. Because none of these guys, and this is a whole different topic, we're talking, but this is a great conversation. None of these guys, they don't, WWE hasn't really built any like major stars. They don't want to, bro. They build, they just keep Cena building. Cena was the, the last one. Yeah, they just keep building the brand. They're building WWE. It's, they want you to want to see WWE. Because they went through all those years where they had to like, 
um, cater to the top guy. And yeah. They want to just tell people what to do and people to show up and how they show up. And they're going to keep printing money because they run so many shows. It's hard not to make no, money. No, 100%. Sell so much merch, it's hard not to make money. And they're getting paid a lot of money from USA and Fox. Well, don't get wrong. A lot of people are going to AEW because they want to see AEW's new refresh, but they have guys that And a lot of wrestlers are see. wanting to go to AEW because people, they want to still have fun. They still enjoy yeah, their job. And a lot of people want to go see Kenny Omega. A lot of people want to go see Cody. You know what I mean? That's like a different vibe. And that's like... <clears throat> AEW is in a sweet spot right now because not only is WWE not that good and the top of the card's not that good, but it's never been cooler to hate on WWE. So I don't deny that a lot of these fans really love AEW. Yeah. You can tell that a lot of fans online and there in the arenas really love AEW and they're all about it, but it really is a cool thing right now to hate on WWE. Yeah, and listen, I don't mind I love WWE. I, I'm a WWE fan for life. Like, I grew up, that's what I grew up watching, WWE, WCW, all that stuff. What are you going to say? But let's be, I just want to pose another question to you. Let's be honest. So, like, if Raw was coming to town, mm-hmm. whether it's here or Seattle, somewhere close enough for us to go, are we going because WWE is coming to town? Or are we going because, like, oh man, I can't wait to go see Seth Rollins. I can't wait to go see. Be- like, that's well, I just said that we're going to see Raw. No, exactly. I'm like, that's 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 what the point we're trying to make. Is Whereas when that. we went to Seattle in 2013, I went to CC on Punk. No, 100%. So I, just I wanna, went there to see. I want to Punk. clarify that for people that might be confused about what we're trying to say. That's what the problem might be. It's the fact that when they come to town, we're going for the sake that it is WWE. And that's probably why they're not selling out because people know that they're just going. They're not going for anyone. There's nothing special. Not missing. They might think Brock's the attraction or Ronda, but I wouldn't go to a show just even just to see Ronda. I think they're more TV attractions than live show attractions. Next. Like I said, in certain markets, they, they they're gonna sell what they sell. It's not yeah. gonna go too much lower. It's not gonna go too much higher. Some markets it's four or five thousand. Some markets it's eight thousand, and that's just where they're at. I know. I agree, but uh, yeah, that's just I thought uh, Jim Ross would have got a bunch of great points. You know, they said they said some of these pay per views. They're saying they're sold out, but when you're twelve thousand, thirteen thousand has nothing to cough at. Like I think if you're anywhere over four or five thousand, like you are doing really. If you're running big arena, that is. Yeah. You're that you're, you're that's a good day at the office. You're doing good. You sold a lot of. Tickets. They're not doing bad. It's at all. hard to sell tickets. There's a yeah. lot of options in entertainment and in life, but when you're saying you're sold out and you're having like you know ten, eleven, twelve thousand people in a twenty thousand seat arena, yeah. like, come on, you're not sold out. They're definitely not doing bad in any means, but they could be doing better, and it's just it's. They a could different be doing formula. a lot better, and they yeah. could be making a lot more money, but that's been them for the yeah. longest time, other than the Attitude Era, but yeah, where I they do, couldn't sell any more I'm tickets huge, they wanted I'm still to. a huge Seth Rollins fan. I think he's great and stuff, but yeah, he's not who he thinks he is. And he, he I'm not until his matches start, then I give it a chance because yeah. he has good matches. He had a hell of a match this week on Raw. But it's just Humberto. like, I didn't even watch it. That's how uninterested in uh, Raw I was. But uh, it was a good match. Made Humberto look good. But once again, Seth Rollins isn't John Cena, unfortunately. He's not even, you know what I mean? So if he's supposed to be that top guy, he's doesn't feel like and no. I love Seth he's a it's man. not really a big deal when he's putting someone over yeah. it doesn't have the same effect it, it does but it doesn't whereas if Roman no, it does not the same Roman, effect Roman yeah. losing to I mean Eric Rowan that was a big deal or Roman even had the big match with Buddy Murphy like yeah. it was a thing but yeah. Seth could be there I think I think we want to say that what happens he's off, not that appealing he's not that interesting he could never be the 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 guy yeah but also it's the same thing I was going to say was, uh, he will always thing, be 1A 1B at the, uh, at, the, at the very most no 100% but I'm, uh, do you th- do you just uh, the way he looks the way he talks so he just doesn't have it i was gonna say though like i think we don't want to believe what happens on screen off screen affects what happens on screen but realistically the stuff he does off screen does affect how we feel about him when we see him on screen and these comments and stuff like that do not help and it's you yeah know. but it's which one came first the chicken and the egg are we irritated because his creative so bad or are we irritated because he's so bad off the screen i can't tell you the answer because yeah. i mean like roman doesn't really make really stupid comments ever anymore he, even when he did it, like it he used to, and people hated him for it. People hated him just generally. I'm here to time. do what I'm told and get rich and shit like that. Which is true, though. He wasn't saying anything crappy about other companies and other th- things that people like. He was just saying he was just being cocky. 
there's a difference. You can be cocky and still do your thing. But if you're shitting on other people and then saying I'm the greatest and doing your thing, people are like, well, you're not that great. Seth Rollins is a weird thing with Kenny Omega. And I think he still has this idea because he's still a wrestler at heart. They're all, they all are. They're workers. Yeah. He's, he knows if, you know, even if it's 20 years down the line, there's going to be money if they ever have the chance to wrestle. So he's going to keep that fire going. Well, it's cool because now that makes me think about Cena and Rock when Cena was like, this guy left to go to Hollywood and it all worked out in the end, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, back to NXT really quickly. I love the ending. It was a solid show. Um, uh, I just want to call back to something we talked about last week was the whole idea of the Undisputed Era versus the club. Um, obviously, when this happened, everybody was reacting on Twitter. I even went on Twitter after to see how everyone was reacting to Finn's heel turn. Everyone's like, oh my God, this and that. AJ Styles is like, well, well, well. You know, Luke Gallows. Oh, it was Carl Anderson. was like, about time, Prince, and all this stuff. And um, I know it's probably not going to happen now and throw it out the window, but if I was going to fantasy book a little bit, I personally would not want Finn to be too closely associated with the Undisputed Era, like be a part of them. Obviously, all heels will probably work together, do some stuff together, but I wouldn't want Finn to be a part of the Undisputed Era. I think what I would want to happen is Finn, the way this played out, this scene that happened on NXT this week, I would want Finn to maybe have some sort of grudge or problem with Johnny Gargano where he's focusing just on Gargano right now. And Chomp, I can go focus on Adam Cole, and the rest of them can still do their thing. And maybe they'll have some tag matches with Finn and Adam Cole together, some stuff. But I wouldn't want Finn a part of Undisputed Era, if that makes any sense. And then, eventually, what I, if, if I still wanted that whole situation to play out, and it probably won't, this is fantasy booking once again, would be cool, is eventually, maybe down the road, for some reason, Finn's the reason that Adam Cole loses the belt to Chomp or something, and the Undisputed Era start having problems with Finn, and that's what brings... Finn needing backup, and then that's where you would introduce the club. This is never going to happen, guys, by the way. And then you could probably still get there and have Ciampa go feud with someone like Matt Riddle. Or maybe him and Gargano can have that match they never got to have because Ciampa got hurt. Something else with the belt until we had this undisputed era OC of uh, the club all together against each other just to finish this one last battle. I think it could still happen somehow as long as they don't like put Finn in the Undisputed Era. I just don't want to see him in there. It's like NWO when they start bringing people that probably just shouldn't be. Like, undisputed Era as the four of them is great. And Adam Cole as the unspoken leader is great. To have someone that is like Finn Balor in there kind of messes up that group. Yeah, but Finn Balor infiltrating it and breaking it up from the inside is also pretty cool. That's another great way to go. It's another great fantasy booking style. I mean, either way, it's a cool match, and I think anybody would love to see it. No, 100%, but that was just... My way of like, cause people are like, oh, because I posted about that, then that, then Finn turned and was like, well, I guess this isn't happening no more. And I'm like, but it still can somehow. Yeah, it just <laughs> sucks that WWE doesn't know what to do with factions. Yeah, but it'd be cool, man. Yeah, it'd be sweet. And we know too they, sweet. And they too sweet. And we know they teased uh, so like throughout the years they've teased Finn walking by AJ Styles in the club and like too sweet as bro and friends like you know teased always. it and teased it and teased it and I think if once again if they're trying to pump things up for NXT. Against AEW, and even though they'll say it's never against AEW, they can't, the bro. Way. The OC got drafted to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen in the WWE. Um, other things about NXT that we'll quickly talk about uh, before we go on. Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate were there. I'm, I'm glad they're going to be more involved with the NXT roster and stuff like that. We saw um, uh, Simon Grimes, as they call him now. Uh, is it Grimes or Grimes? Grimes. He got in the face of Tyler Bates, so it's probably going to thing. And Pete Dunstan wants to go after Damian Priest. WWE in whole has way too many good people signed. Dude. There are so many top guys doing nothing. I was watching NXT for the first time properly, streaming it right after the AEW, and I was actually listening to them. I'm like, yo, this 
NXT roster stacked itself. Yep. Like, even maybe the people that just know him from NXT don't realize how much potential he has, but even Shane Strickland there as Isaiah Scott, like, dude, I mean, this guy's another guy who could potentially be a top guy. Yeah. There's, and he was teaming up with Rizango, and then there's like uh, Keith Lee and Dijak Mukti. This could also be top guys or something. So many. There's Riddle who faced off in just Simon Grimm, who also be top guy. Don and Don and Tyler Bay, Gargano, Champa, like Velveteen Dream, who wasn't even on the show this week. Still got Roddy. You got Kor. You got yeah. Bobby Fish. It's too much. Yeah, I'm like, and then the women's division on there is honestly, I'm actually really, once again still way better than nah, the. Nah, not that good. I like the fact that Rhea Ripley uh, fought Bianca Belair. The only problem I had with that is that Rhea Ripley should not have struggled that much against Bianca Belair. I don't know. You tell me how big of a name Bianca Belair is on NXT. Is she a big deal? They're trying to make her, you know, top three. That's fair then, I guess. I would just like, I like Bianca Belair. I know she's... Has but a, Bianca Belair also has the size to make it believable. Yeah, but I just felt like Rhea Ripley should have... Not that... It There's should, nobody else in that division other than Io yeah. where the match would have made sense like that because Rhea's too big and too powerful. Yeah, so I it makes so. sense with Bianca. And then, who I'm not really a fan of at and all. And then Io came out and then uh, and then Candice came out. And that was a good little story going on. There was a twist and ties. And then um, obviously Dakota Kai and Tegan faced off against the two four-horse women chicks. Uh, and um, Marina Sharif and Jessima Duke or whatever you, however you say her name. Scary ladies. Um, and they beat them. And uh, then now they're the number one contenders for Oscar and Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's, I mean, the, just the Women's Tag Team Championship titles. And uh, they came on the screen and played a promo. And once again, that um, <coughs> solved the mystery of me hoping that the tag champions got to still travel between shows. It's not. I told you that on the show where you mentioned it. They said right when they got drafted, they're, they're going. No, and that's great. But I told you right when they got drafted, you were like, oh, I'd love it if they could go in between shows. And I was like, I they actually wasn't announced paying it. attention, so thanks for telling me. But this was like two shows ago when you said it, and I even told you. I was like, dude, like they uh, they literally announced that it's going to be across all shows. Yeah, they, but then, they went out of their way to say it on the show. Yeah, I totally missed it, but I'm glad that it's still rocking is my yeah, point. Yeah, I just don't want you to classify it as something you wanted or something when they were, they were already doing it. No, it was something I wanted, and I didn't realize. they were realize. already doing it. I know, but I didn't know. Yeah. You want to pay attention before you start asking for stuff. I wasn't asking for stuff. I'm just saying I hope that's the thing. You were asking for I it. I wasn't asking for it. But um hoping pumped. is asking, man. I guess so in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but it was solid and um I was gonna say about that. Oh it's cool. I think it's the first time to be defended on NXT, those tag belts. I don't know if it's ever been defended on the I don't know, didn't Bailey and Sasha defend it on NXT once? They came there and they like talked. Oh yeah. They didn't defend nothing. They're gonna defend it on all brands. Yeah, but they never and defended then they lost on the brand. It and had temper tantrums. Yeah, but um uh yeah, that so that'll be cool for next week. Um but talking about Bailey and Sasha for a second, let's jump to SmackDown really quickly because mm. the show's all over the place, anyways. Totally forgot about it. There's honestly like three. Nothing the problem, happened. The problem with SmackDown is it was really mediocre. Yeah, and it, the problem with it is that it's so far away when we were. Yo, that's the show. two Fridays in a row where I was excited to watch it because it's new. It's on Fox, and like I don't think I'll be watching it this Friday. I might yeah. try to catch it Saturday. Well, no, they're gonna have Firefly Funhouse finally on there. Um, it's funny that the WWE and Fox Instagram and Twitter page is hilarious, by the way. Yeah, I like whoever's it. Whoever's running that stuff, yeah, is, they do a they're, good job. They're, they're doing a great job. They're, um, they're bordering annoying, but they're still doing a good job. They're the, not over the that. Fact they're not that, over there yet. The fact that they are annoying is what kind you of can makes tell it they're funny. doing their work though, because they're commenting on everything, any kind of reference you see them replying to. And they're to it. coming up with you know brand specific graphics on their Instagram page and stuff that better than WWE has have time to promote what's coming on the show and everything mm-hmm. and. They're killing it, and um, it says WWE needs to hire you to be the social I media know, guy. They really should. But uh, the the thing that I want to point out about it is uh, the Dave Meltzer was like, "Oh, it's because Fox doesn't like the Firefly Funhouse," and then they hardcore mocked it when they're like Firefly Funhouse, but like, "Oh, Fox doesn't like the fun." Something they mocked it, but it was so funny because they were mocking Dave Meltzer saying that. Uh, and the thing is, I've heard that from before too. 
that um, not just from him, but apparently they didn't really get it and thought it was like, what, like what the hell is this, right? And you can even see they have like reaction pictures on that first episode of SmackDown when the Fox executives are sitting in the front row, the Firefly Funhouse comes on. You can see that all their faces are just like, what the hell? They is might there? have just been confused about it at first, right? Yeah. But uh, then but I think if you're not a wrestling fan, you wouldn't like it that much because because unless you watched it from the beginning, it would be really stupid. I've watched it with people who aren't wrestling fans, and they have, uh, you know when it first kicks off and it looks like a kid's TV We've show? We've heard Everyone's what like, the hell, but we watched it from the beginning, and we know the history of Bray Wyatt, so yeah. it's almost always made sense to us, and been like, made us, like, curious. Yeah. He told you not to move the microphone. Though. I know, and I moved it so many times, now I don't even know where it's at. Seriously. But, uh... Idiot. Well, that's what Yeah, I, see, that's how bad SmackDown was. You have two bullet points. to call out every little detail. I was trying to move it back in place. Like, don't have to move the microphone. Like, I know. That's what I was trying to fix it. two bullet points about SmackDown. Like, that. why does it, why does it say SmackDown Live, bro? It's not SmackDown oh. Live anymore. I don't know, man. I made these notes at work. But anyways... I always like the paper you get from there. <laughs> yeah. If you throw a paper airplane at this, at somebody, they'd pop their eye right out, dude. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin paper. Like, look, you have all this, like... Even Raw had more notes. Because Raw's three hours. But let's talk about the th- things I cared about SmackDown. Uh, Brian and Roman start working together. That's cool. Good stuff. Whatever. SmackDown was the epitome of matches that don't matter and impossible to care about. Yeah. And right when that opened the show, you're like, okay, there's not going to be a... It was Shinsuke versus there's Roman. There's not going to be a finish here. And exactly what happened is what I said. I commented on the Fox. I'm like, someone's going to run in. It's going to start a feud for Roman. It's going to be a no contest. If I was really smart and I really understood... They w- need more than anything and more than ever, they need Roman to have a good feud. They need Roman to break out and they're saddling him with Corbins. Yeah, that's not the feud they should be going for. That's, that's, what, you, that's what you want to do after his feud with Eric Rowan. If anything, Brian needs to like turn on him ASAP again and just let's roll with that because I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, Nikki Cross became the number one contender. It was a decent match. Yeah. It, it, was, it, didn't, it wasn't what I was expecting, so it was great. And Bailey will have a good match. A hundred percent. And you know, and that also opens up the doors for Alexa and Sasha to be out there doing their thing. Nikki Cross has dope entrance music. Yeah, you know who doesn't have dope entrance music? Bailey. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's fairly generic, right? That Miz TV was really good. I like how the Miz was stirring the pot and just saying all the things that Miz you know, was on fire, bro. Just killing it. Yeah. Just making them seem like shit. But the one other person that was on fire was Sasha Banks. And the thing I want to point out. Not as fire as Miz. Miz was just shitting no, on them. Not 100%. But the thing about Sasha that I want to say, and this is the only note I really want to talk about when it comes to SmackDown, because Sasha's my girl and I love her. Pittsburgh. Also, um, happy birthday to Carmella this week. Uh, and I know the show's going to come out way later, but happy birthday. But um, Sasha, she shouldn't be she shouldn't be next to Bailey. Like, Bailey's heel turn is cool. Then the moment Bailey comes out the week after Hilton, she comes out with Sasha. Immediately, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm biased. The spotlight seemed more on Sasha. Bailey did not seem like the main person there, in my mind. Yeah, I think it is in your mind. I just and I know other people agreed with me on social media. I think the spotlight was equally on both of them. I just feel like Sasha. I, looks I like, get what you're saying. At, Sasha at, at, at seems like more of a star. Can you say Sasha? Sasha, Sasha looks at more ta- of a star. A That's ta- why I said salsa by accident. At a time, at a, I thought you typed it. No, I said it out loud. Then I started typing it. At a time like that, you'd think, okay, the spotlight should be on Bailey, right? But I think it was on them both equally. Yeah, if it, it was. wasn't for the Miz, that would have went to shit real quick. Oh, 100%. Miz, Miz is one of those guys that helped It's been the so story. many years since Sasha told the and story. Bailey still haven't found their like stride. No, 100%. But I just felt like Sasha seemed like... It almost seems like Sasha should be like the champ. Sasha seemed like she was more... That segment, if it was just Bailey and Miz, might not have come off the same way if it was, Sasha wasn't there. And... It's almost like Sasha's Bailey's crutch in a weird way. Sasha should have never lost that Hell in a Cell, man. That hurt a lot. No. And her just being Bailey's sidekick and doesn't... It seems like she should be the one in that position. But she, Bailey always comes across as the sidekick, though. I know, and they're trying to make Sasha seem like a sidekick, but the way she came back, the storyline she's had since she's come back, the story they told, it just seems weird. And then she also, when they walked out, don't be wrong, new Bailey, it's cool and stuff, whatever, but Sasha still seemed like the... like She stood out more, I don't Because she looks like the star. She's better looking. 
Uh, not even the better looking. She looked like a star. She carried herself more like a star. Her outfits have been on point since she came back. A hundred. That's a part of it. That is a part of it. And I think Bailey. Like imagine Bailey came on something that wasn't her. Did she come on? I, I just imagined her she coming on. She was wearing like jeans gear. and a racing jacket. Oh, or I something. thought she was in a racing gear. <laughs> She's wearing like a like a spark. Plug. That's She's how much like she, a spark plug Holly. That's like how much racing jacket. That's how much of an impression she left on me in that episode. Yeah. That I thought she came on her racing gear and Sasha came on some crazy cool clothing. Yeah. And that's my point. Ain't nobody looking at Bailey when Sasha's around. Bro. And that's the problem. That's the whole point I was trying to get. It's not really a problem. No, I'm just saying that's the SmackDown's a, women title feud. Who really cares? I care, but I'm just saying that's the thing. I think Sasha should be the champ. And yeah, I think so too. But that's all I want to talk about SmackDown. It's the only thing I cared about. Nothing else really happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that tag match. There was Nikki Cross being a more contender. And that's that. Um, Raw, we'll quick talk about it before we get into AEW because AEW is the last thing we're going to run through. Um, the Singh Brothers are the 24-7 champion. Yeah, <laughs> local boys. The champs finally got some gold. Butter chicken ass kicking, baby. They're doing the thing, man. I love the way they played it out. Our truth couldn't tell if there was one or two of them. It was just silly R truth antics. And, it was great. Um, the way they just But it's like if you, I only watch their stuff on 205, and they're just, they just kill it, man. They're so entertaining. Are we, are we allowed to, like, do you think they should just call them the Bollywood Brothers again? No. You like the Singh Brothers? No. They want to own the name. Oh, that's true. But I don't even think so. I think they just want them to be the Singh Brothers. Because they're pretty much it's more. Ex- they, th- they think it's probably more accessible for India, the name. Maybe. Because they, they are pretty much the Bollywood boys. Again. The, the, the antics the, on social media. The way they the act, brand, their outfits, the little all of it. Thing, like, everything's Bollywood Brothers is black, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're, I just, yeah. But it was they're funny. Dope. I love them. They're yeah. hilarious. You got to get them on the show. I want them to come on the show. And they're in Vancouver probably right now. So, Ajo. Come on the show, guys. We want you on here. I'm gonna. I'll text you guys next next week. Or the producer will have two extra mics, two extra shares. Let's get it. Yeah, we'll make. You can do that. Oh, look at that. We can actually have four people on here. Yeah. Who knew? Thank you, producer. We'll get the Sing Brothers on here. Um, that was dope, though. I'm glad that uh, they, they got the opportunity to be uh, the the worst case. <laughs> the Alist- worst case. Alistair beats Jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the guy's name. That's great. That's <laughs> better than Kane Val. Um, Alistair beats a jabroni, man. He came out of his closet again, and he come beat up, he beat up some jobber. It's just like, dude, do something. It's building nothing. It doesn't. You're you're wasting TV time on. I him. love seeing the black mask. Don't I do, and that's what I like. Black. What they do with like Orton and Samoa Joe. If they got nothing for him, don't put him on TV. If you got nothing for him, don't put him on. We've already seen what the guy can do. Put him in there, have him beat somebody. I'm shit kick Ziggler for God's yeah. sake. That always helps somebody out. The reason that we're like Alistair Black's a man, but the reason, and even Andrade and Zelina Vega are on here, right? I put them on the list. They're just people I care about, so I put them on the list. I like Alistair Black, but what he did in Raw wasn't really memorable. No. Andrade and Selena, I love Andrade and Selena has great teeth. But what they did, be- <laughs> what they hey, did beating. You stay with- away. You <laughs> stay with your Carmelas and Sasha's and every other girl you love. Leave her teeth to me. <laughs> Definitely, you got that, bro. But uh, what what they did beating Sankara, they didn't really do anything for me. You know, like it's great. He's picking up All wins. All I did was remind you, Sincar is still employed. You know, Selena, Selena <laughs> did, a, Selena did a good little her Karana off the apron. Like it was good, but there's nothing that really like, like give it two weeks from now. I'm not gonna remember that. Yo, that's how it is. If you if Andrade, two weeks later, I don't remember Andrade it. and McIntyre just had fire in NXT. Yeah, I don't understand how the same company could just. Oh, I just don't get it. Rusev and Lana will quickly touch on that. Rusev, um, I don't know who made the reference. Dude, I, don't, I unfollowed Lana on social media, and somehow she keeps finding a way back to it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm starting to like unfollow and block people that are like retweeting her now. Oh, it's just not good. She's a horrible actor. Yeah, she's, she's really, really trying really to play bad. this stuff up. But as, uh, the, well, first things first, I, I don't know. Who, I think maybe Rusev post, uh, 
brought up on his own Instagram. Somebody brought up, but Rusev really. Oh, I think WWE or WWE Fox tweeted something where that Rusev looks like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he does. Yeah. With muscles, because <laughs> someone like somebody find him someone to love, and I'm like, that's such a great reference. Yeah. He does look like Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. I'm like, I wonder if Rusev went watched Bohemian Rhapsody and was like, I like this guy. <laughs> I want to be like him, and did the whole mustache thing and everything. Yeah, I'm sure he knew who Freddie Mercury was. No, but the movie, movie probably got him to like go do that. You know, like sometimes so. I'm just saying it could happen. You know, he likes country music. He's an interesting guy off off screen. If you doesn't he live in Nashville? Yeah, he's like, but a huge yeah. country music guy. And then you don't expect that from him. I'm saying he's not. What do you expect from him? I don't know. He's just a Bulgarian brute, but he's like so funny and stuff. Uh-huh. Like I said, if you watch Total Divas, he's an interesting character. But um, never gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> it's on the WWE Network, by the way, for 9.99. No. Uh, but Rusev Lana thing. The only thing I want to say about it. Once again, the segments are still continuing to be cringy. They're at a restaurant. What was Lana yelling? He's breaking the law. Is that yeah, what she was saying? Yeah, breaking the law. Something. She's something. so bad. But the funny thing. The best thing, thing that happened to Rusev is that she's not walking out with him anymore. I don't want to be that guy. The funniest thing was when Rusev went to go attack Lashley and Lana at the restaurant. You could see the parking lot in the back. Yeah. The trucks. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> Kevin Dunn is probably choked. <laughs> He's the dumbass that probably set it out, the <laughs> buck tooth idiot. Yeah, but to get that shot where it shows at the parking lot. Oh, right I bet there. you Triple H can't wait to fire and that. And that guy. this was literally hey. and this was literally just backstage. Kevin like, Dunn, Triple H can't bro. wait to fire him for sure. Oh man. It was just it was some good stuff though, man. It was funny. That was found that part humor humorous, and that's why I wanted to bring that up. Um Street Profits and KO. Street Profits took on the Sick. The OC. Two against nice three. Nice stunner on the outside. And I, I was obviously expecting somebody to come out. I had no idea who was going to be. I don't know why. I had no idea. I forgot Kale I was, was on actually, Raw. I was, I, I don't, I, when those surprises happen, I don't try to think of who it is. I just wait for it to happen. I was trying to think who it is. You try to think who it is, you end up disappointed. No, but no, no one crossed my mind. Yeah. I'm like, it was dope though. I liked it. Like nobody. It doesn't like, even fit, but it fits because yeah. KO's just like he's so dope as a good guy. And the funniest thing was after they cut an exclusive promo for YouTube or something, he's like, "You guys, I actually really like you guys. You guys might be the first guys I actually won't turn <laughs> yeah, on." Yeah, I might not. I might not even turn on you guys. <laughs> like, Austin, but um, I'll say this: maybe it's because I just saw them live in NXT and they're cool dudes and stuff and everything. Like you guys, they're you, excellent, man. Like Unitent said last week, like they're just cool. They're excellent and they're and, really good wrestlers. And they were just they. They, them you not, need to see them versus the revival every week. Yeah, them not being <laughs> the hype men no more and actually in the ring. Like I, I enjoyed it. That main event Raw, like I enjoyed it. I looked forward to it. It was really good. And they just bring a different vibe and like. Tune presence, in next week to see how know? WWE ruins them. The Street Profits. I don't know, man. I, I, it was good stuff, man. Everybody uh, gets ruined except uh, for who Styles. And that's crazy because Styles has been losing on a losing streak for. <laughs> he makes weeks it through all the creative now. and stays a top guy. And Gallows and Addison still feel like they're getting impacted by this but styles just is like untouchable and unimpactful and no pun intended and just like carl anderson has been in the finals of g1 tournaments yeah and they had they just did this to him the problem with the club compared to age styles is age styles had a top run that was really really good the club never actually had a no run they were just was, taking the new day's balls and wearing yeah they were never really like re- had a really strong run so like any age is at that point where anything could happen to him like around you and whatnot and it doesn't affect who yeah he is i agree person, you know i agree and we all uh, whether we think about it or not, like as hardcore fans, we even think about his entire runs through his whole career and we just respect who AJ is no matter what he does. Yeah, I only really think of his WWE run, to be honest with you. Fair. I, I Maybe not much of his TNA stuff I think about, but I do think he was killing it before he came to the Ring of Honor and, and New Japan as a top guy and then he came, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, the club guys, like, they just, I don't know. I was so excited when they first came after that WrestleMania attack some guys. But anyways, happy the Street Profits there. That was a good segment. Uh, honestly, the only other thing that I have, oh, two things, I guess, is McIntyre joining Team Flair. That was dope. Was I sweet. like it. Flair's the man, dude. His promo he's, when you couldn't remember what city SmackDown was in. It's what... Uh, if he was just saving himself. Cause it's like, what uh, Hogan can do. Hogan gets out there and reads off a script. Yeah. And he's very cookie cutter. 
Flair now is just like, I don't even care anymore. He knows the old and he doesn't know his lines. But, but he, he doesn't even care it. anymore. He knows how to make it seem like he did it on purpose. He's like, what city of SmackDown is? I don't even know. <laughs> okay, yeah. when really he was talking about Raw, yeah, we all know it. But like, he had the phase there where all he did was walk around with Charlotte, didn't really say anything, just smiled and yeah. cried. But he's like, ever since he died and came back to life and started drinking again, he's been Ric Flair the real of old. And that's the one thing, like I said, like you said, you don't want, well, don't know if you're going to tune to SmackDown Live. Uh, Sm- not SmackDown Live, but SmackDown Live as it's on on Fox tomorrow. But... Flair's going to be there. Hogan's going to be there. The Firefly Funhouse. They're trying to make us tune in. They're doing some stuff. Tired of being disappointed, man. Um, yeah. Once again, Kofi's in the random tag match against two, like, Bobby Wood and Dolph Ziggler with whatever. But anyways, back to Raw. I, I, I think McIntyre. Is tore his Achilles or yeah, something. so it's uh, Big E and Kofi against Rude and Ziggler. But it'll be a good match. But once again, it just upsets me to see that Kofi was just a champion, like, less than a month ago. And now he's just like, I'm happy to be in this tag match. Um, I mean, if he doesn't care, why should I? I know, 100%. That's true. Uh, but I was happy McIntyre was the last pick. Solid choice. Solid guy to put in there. Great way to bring him back. Um, I hope player, Team Flair wins. Same. I don't even know who's on Team Hogan, but I hope Team Flair wins. McIntyre had a good match with Ricochet. He beat him. Good stuff. Uh, Flair was hilarious. Um, it was good. And the other very last thing is Kane Val came and beat up Shelton Benjamin after Ray cut a promo. He's really afraid to hurt people with his punches. He looked a lot better though than the first time he came, like walking wise and everything. And I don't, I don't blame him because you know you you hurt especially a guy like Shelton is pretty respected. He's been around. Yeah. You hurt somebody, you can't throw a punch. They're gonna be like, why did this guy get hired? Why is he here? And it's like he probably holding back because he's probably so used to actually punching people. That's you, like, if you all you have to do is look, he's definitely holding back. He's yeah. like afraid to touch people. I nothing against Kane Velasquez or anything, but I just it's I don't him making an appearance on Raw did nothing for me. And the same, I don't Bro, know why. The arena was silent. Yeah, nothing against him. Like he's a, the match isn't attractive. All that. I just, I think either it's once again the whole presentation of Raw itself, or it just, it just like I don't know. I just they haven't done a good job of building it up. It was good at making him why he's important. It wasn't a bad thing. I just it didn't do anything for me. Like Humberto versus Rollins was a really good match. I did more for me. The Street Profits was more for me. How was Humberto and Rollins anyway? It was a really good match. Um, what do you have Dash the fans? Um, because they were booing him. Oh, Rollins, yeah. No shit. They were booing the crap out of He's him. He's boring. Nobody wants him on top. He was trying to get him behind him, and they were booing. Their, that's why I said wrote the fans. That's good for fun, because like, I didn't re- remember either, but you said because they were booing him. That's exactly why. Because the one thing I ever noticed about that match specifically, I'm like, yo, their fans really don't like this guy right now. Like, this is it. Like, And they were chanting for The Fiend and everything. Like, that whole, we fiend, want thing, Wyatt, that whole like, fiend thing killed him. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, he was already... Had the let's, okay. Uh, let's he wasn't go. even their favorite guy when he beat Brock at Mania. Yeah, let's have a little. Retrospective. They needed him to come back, but they had him come back and still be a heel for a little bit, and that was it. Yeah, let's have a little bit of a retrospect. He won. Beat he beat Brock at Mania. He did those cheesy storylines with Becky against Corbin and uh, Lacey, and and he had a feud with Corbin, which isn't like the best. Get. Corbin's a man, not the best guy. The top guy should be feuding with. Good mid card guys. Feuding Corbin him. for a long time, I felt like. Then he went back to Brock, and it's like okay, Brock, you know. Won the belt back and then Rollins beat Brock. And then you put him with the Fiend. I think everything you guys are doing this guy is just what he shouldn't be doing. No, like, the Brock one was fine because he beat Brock clean at SummerSlam. Yeah, and he got his momentum back and then they threw him at the Fiend. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, like, and you know what the thing is too, though? And I heard, I don't know who was, who was I listening to? I think I was listening to Busted Open. Yeah. And they're talking about how, like, listen, like, they're pretty much all do scripted promos. But how come when someone like Samoa Joe comes out there, it feels like Samoa Joe is saying it. Like, all these guys are working scripted promos, but Rollins just can't make it sound like his words. He can't make it sound good. So, yeah, everybody ha- can blame blame creative for something. Yeah. But when you're the top guy, you need to find a way to make it work. And his promos aren't good. They don't connect. Nothing about his character is good. What is his character? 
What is burning burns out? Burns it down. What is that? He's a fighting champion who wants to be there every week. I don't know. There was a point I could tell you. What, I could tell you what heel Seth Rollins is. I don't know what babyface Seth Rollins is. He's happy to be there. He wants to be the top guy. He's a competitive guy. I don't know. But anyways, we hope things get better for Rollins. I do. Like I'm saying, like I'm a fan. I just it's been bad. Yo, can you it's been a bad a couple of years. Um, my nose getting runny. Sorry for all the good. sniffles this week, guys. No, no, that's all good, man. Sniffling my nuts. I've off burped here. on here and stuff, and I don't think you can ever hear them. So, I've listened. Hopefully, I've burped a lot of times. Yeah, and I've I never heard them. So maybe. I've never farted though. Huh? Well, I mean, you kick it when you have to go. I want to give a quick shout out to Maestro Classic, by the way. I've Maestro- peed like twice. <laughs> I know. Maestro Classic, but it's a thing you do now, so it's okay. I've only done it twice. You could have done it right now. It could have been a thing. Maestro Classic, though, I want to give a shout out to Maestro Classic. Maestro Classic is the best in beard care and is unde- undeniably good at keeping your beard clean and condition. It's sulfate-free beard wash and cl- to clean the beard without drying your skin. It has beard butter to condition it and beard oil to help it shine. Honestly, guys, I can't speak more highly about Maestro Classic and their products. Um, they actually work. They're legitimate. Um, and you guys should definitely check them out. And if you buy their products on their website, you can use the promo code TWC Maestro to save yourself 25% on your purchases on the beard oil, the beard butter, and the beard wash. Um, Devin will tell me how he was getting complimented from his barber just earlier today about how his barber is like, there's no more. What was he saying? There's no knots and stuff in the beard, man. It combs out nice. And, you know, and that's all because he's been using Maestro, man. He's been using the Maestro Classic. Now he gives some samples to the producer. He's going to be all beautiful, too. I know. He's getting kind of upset about the samples. So they run out really fast. I have to give him more. But, you know, because it works, man. Once you use it, you don't want to go back to not <coughs> using it. So shout out to Maestro Classic. Um, the best in the beard game, man. They do everything for the WWE superstars and the staff and everybody there. They're the licensed barbers for them, and they're killing it, man. So if you want Maestro Classic products, use my promo code TWC Maestro on their website. Um, ooh, yeah, man. And Vision Pros, man. If you guys need prescription glasses, sunglasses, contacts, anything that you need for your eyewear, just go to visionpros.com. Use the promo code VP Classic. Save yourself some money on your Vision Pros products. Um, Whatever you need, man, glasses, sunglasses, prescribed or not, check them out. They are in both Canada and the United States. And, yeah, so if you're in the States, you want that stuff. Uh, if you're in Canada, you want the stuff, you can get it. And I would recommend going to a, a glasses store beforehand, try on some things, see what suits you. And then instead of paying all that extra money, buying it right there, save yourself some money. Go to visionpros.com or .ca, use the promo code uh, VP Classic, and save yourself some money on your glasses, man. And do the thing. That's that. Yeah. AEW is the only thing left to talk about. All Elite, Dynamite. Um, this will be the first week that I'll say Dynamite was really good. I bought a ticket. <laughs> but I'm going to give NXT the edge for this week for being the show that left me Dude, with the I was like, impression this week. I was like dead last night. I could barely, like, I barely even was watching. I slept yeah. like hibernated for like 12 hours. But I mean,. It's a really good Wednesday night. If we can get something like that every Wednesday, everybody's a winner. Once again, really tag team heavy, but I get the tournaments going on. Really tag team heavy. But they that were doesn't all, bother me. They were all good matches. So that's, that's They it. do tag wrestling really well. I like tag wrestling. So and they fine. have solid tag teams. They have legitimate tag teams facing legitimate tag teams. There's no thrown together tag teams. It's just, you know, you know the real test, makes the difference. The real test is going to come after full gear. <coughs> Where do they true. go from there? And how do they, in the first pay-per-view fallout with the show? I mean, other than having Brandy Rhodes on TV, they haven't had a single miss. So how did you feel about that segment? Jennifer Decker, shout out to Jennifer Decker. The f- uh, the, interviewing The uh, finger point of doom. What was the other girl's name uh, that she wrestled? 
Jamie Hader, Hader from the UK. Yeah, it was like, my actually first time seeing her. I'm, if I ever saw her before, I don't remember. Yeah, Brandy Rose, the finger point to doom, bro. What was that about? And I know uh, that I, I know the whole any, point. I don't think anybody knows. I know the whole point is to be like, what was that about? Can't wait to figure it out. But I also don't care. But it was weird. I think she realized it was stupid too because today she tweeted, "Don't touch me." But why she attacked that woman? Huh? Why she attacked that woman in the I first place? Even, we don't even know who she is. I don't care. That's what I mean. There's no connection with them. Like if she attacked it, attacked it. She attacked Ali, or I she mean, attacked someone. I mean, I'm, like I said, they still get the benefit of the doubt, but it feels like they're going towards the the bosses. You know, kind of having a power trip or something like that. I almost feel guilty because last week I'm like they could have Brandy Rose holding the women's division. I was like an authority figure, and now she might be doing that. And I'm no. like, now she's doing that. I'm like, but what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Oh no. no. Stone, we don't need her on TV. <sighs> um, Britt Baker had a homecoming, she fought that Jamie Hater check. She beat Pittsburgh. her. Uh, she was in Pittsburgh, good time. She came with some mascot from one Pittsburgh team, some sport, you know, maybe lacrosse or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, you don't know, <laughs> but uh, it was good stuff, man. It was good stuff, it was a good match, it was solid, it was good to go, it was good to see Britt Baker win. Britt Baker, yeah, yeah, she hasn't fully, imp- <laughs> she hasn't like fully impressed me yet, though. Nope. Like, it was a good match. She's solid, but there's nothing like, wow, Britt Baker. She's a dentist. That's all I know about her. Like, and then she tags the wrong people after she gets a concussion. Yeah. There's nothing she's done so far that's really been like, wow. Besides the match she had an all-in, that triple threat with her, Chelsea. I feel like if they weren't like, pushing, if they didn't have Brandy Rhodes as a leader and if Kenny Mega wasn't so into it and if they weren't all about, like, all-inclusive, yeah. they probably wouldn't have had a women's division for at least another year. Maybe. I think, and also that just the society win now, like, women's divisions are a big deal. Like, it's something that you expect people to have. That, that's, that's, yeah. The best thing they can do is try to make uh, some, like, you know, um, talent sharing thing with, like, stardom or something. And No, they have, once again, they do have so like They have Sadie Gibbs there who hasn't really done anything yet. They have, what's her name? Penelope. They have Awesome Kong. Penelope at? Penelope's there, too. Um, She's nice. You know, there's a bunch of people they have. They're just, they're just, their women's division, once again, is probably the weakest part of their show every week. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Like, that's the case. It just is. They could bring Priscilla Kelly back. That'd be dope. She yeah. has a presence. She was good. You know, um, there's a there's a lot of girls in that really bad casino battle royal who I'm like these girls could be stars on the show. 110. percent Those I can't name all of them. There's a lot of them in that match. I'm like, oh, these, if these girls stayed with AEW, this would be great. Like, what happened to Ali? She just disappeared. Like, I don't. She's nice too. You know what I mean? Like those wrestlers, they have talent. They just they, the what they've been showing us. Like, I'm not that into Rio. She's I good th- though. She is good. She I'm definitely not, is the best of them. No, she is really good. Yeah. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like, the the storytelling aspect of it. Like, I, like I want to be invested. Now in that it. we're talking about, it, I almost want to just see Brandy and Rio. That'd be a good match. That'd to be see Rio so just kill bad. Her. It'd be so bad and sloppy. Uh, let's <laughs> just break down the card really quickly. Lucha Bros and SCU is the finals for the tag titles uh, next week. Can't wait. Um, it's gonna be a sweet match. I Two will definitely really be established finding teams. a way to watch that one. Um. I was. Uh, I'm surprised they're doing their that. tag matches are on. Like they do, they have such a dope tag division. They really man. do. I'm I'm happy that it's down to these. Two and teams. for some reason, I I've never been able to explain it. The Lucha Brothers style of matches just anybody else would almost annoy me, but theirs is so cool. And but they have they, they put power into it too. And they it's also just, they also so choreographed. They also do wrestle for most of the match before they start doing their jumpy stuff. They usually finish with their crazy stuff. Unless they're facing the box, then it's crazy stuff the whole time. But in a regular matches, they'll wrestle. They'll have wrestling matches, and then they'll start doing their. Usually, they start doing their really cool stuff is when they have them both in the ring at the same time, and they get to do the double team stuff. Yeah, but most of the time, you know, it's it's pretty. The, they're both tremendous singles wrestlers. And maybe, is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah, and I think that's the thing. And maybe it's because they are luchadors. 
I let the stuff they do. That's high I think flying. Having, I think having the mask and the outfits changes a lot of the perception. changes the perspective of them doing the high yeah. flying stuff. Because I'm like, I I expect you to do the stuff for yeah. some reason. That's how I've been trained all my life. What was that? Scared the crap out of me. I have me. no idea, but that's how I've been trained my entire Is life. Chair? Right? Uh, it sounded like a haunting sound, right? It did. It was weird. I think he Yo. creaked his chair or something. Yeah, that scared me. I was down with Orange Cassidy when uh, with the Bucks versus the Best Friends. This was a decent match. That was the other. It. How was it? It was a good match. Orange Cassidy got involved again. Obviously, the Bucks. It was a solid box match. They accepted the challenge. Yo, they're just never going to have Orange Cassidy have a match, and that's just perfect. So they started with Orange Cassidy doing his weak super kick. Like the thing is, though, like, I've, I've seen, like, clips from him. He can actually, like, wrestle. It's going to eventually happen. Like, when he does his little fire-ups, he's yeah. actually he can actually wrestle. He's going to happen. There's good, probably going to be a six-man tag match with him with the best friends, and we're going to see Orange Cassidy have, like, a good a good wrestling, you know, part of that match. And everyone will be like, oh, this guy can actually wrestle but uh, that hasn't been there yet. And I like that they're like, taking the time to get there because we don't need to get there yet. You have so much other stuff going on. What you're doing with Ernst Cassidy now is funny. His little hands in his pocket, leaping off the top rope. What did you have to say here about Ortiz and Santana? I don't understand that. Uh, we'll talk about the whole segment because it was... <laughs> this is my theory about that one second. That was a really good brawl. But the Bucks accepted Ortiz and Santana's... Uh, Challenge for yep. four gear. And that's why I just, as soon as I, they were out of the tournament, I'm like, sick, they're going to fight LAX. And it's going to be a great match. Um, anyways, the box, the box. I had my boy Meltzer saying, oh, that should have closed yeah. the show. The box <laughs> had a great match with the best friends. It was a solid match in Jordan. Then they accepted the challenge. They didn't make the best friends look weak. It seemed like a competitive match. Um, and it was good stuff. It was solid. Uh, uh, Britt Baker, we talked about that. Uh, we're talking about Moxie stuff after. Um, Jericho, yeah, this is basically all about the Jericho Rhodes brawl now. Okay, let's it's talk crazy. About it. We haven't gotten we haven't gotten a lot of the young bucks, and like I never was really a big fan of them. I've come around on them a lot, yeah. But it's just like I kind of want to see them more, or I want to see like I'm excited for them to fight LAX. I like the like, matches. They, they and that's happened been, in the last few years. Haven't been on TV much, so it's almost like you're still kind of waiting to see them. No, it's 100 percent true. Yeah. And if you watch Dark, you know if they're not on TV. And that's pretty dope too. It gives them a lot of time to heal. I'm sure they've been hurting after their crazy matches over the last like decade. But like 110 percent. But like when they weren't on TV, what where I found out they had a dark match when I was on AEW. Dark. Really dark match if it's on YouTube or TV, man. Yeah, I don't know why those people think that. I'm like, it's still they're just giving us these matches because they're trying to expose us to AEW as much as they people can. People are stupid. But anyways, and I like the whole like you know Tony Schiavone and the fucking event center and all that stuff. It's good stuff. But um, let's talk about. The last week, one of my complaints about AEW, the, one of my few complaints was like, I liked how the week before we had an inner circle promo. We had a segment. And this week, last week was really wrestling heavy. They gave us a segment. This mm-hmm. week, they had Jericho in their inner circle roll up with their tickets and sit in the skybox and do the thing, hanging out. It was actually kind of nice seeing them react to all the matches happening. Like, they would cut to the Jericho guys and be like, whoa. Like, oh, like, you know, I was like, hey, I like not, it. I like it a lot. It's not just them in the skybox, and let's uh, we know that they're there, but let's not show their reactions. Yeah, to them. like they're showing, you know, the box and the best friends. They're showing like Sammy Guevara, be like, whoa, like you know what I mean? Like it was good Sammy stuff. Sammy Guevara needs a tan, hundred percent. And uh, I liked Cody Rhodes coming out to cut your promo with with uh, Tony Schiavone. It was just a moment. And in my brain, for some reason, I'm like, I can't wait. I don't know what is going to happen for the day. Show Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Jericho, and they're cutting your promo because I'm just gonna be like. Wow, 1997, 98, yeah. Jericho he's vibes. Him, he's going to call him like Tony Skiovane or yeah. something like that. Skiovane. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, holy smokes. I'm like, I can't wait till that happens. I don't know Tom Skiovane. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to be such a throwback. Um, you know, and Cody, the you know, we talked about this car. Everyone was taking he the dig. He is just a king to them, man. Oh, he's the man. The, he, nobody gets reactions like that in any wrestling right now. And how other did that maybe, happen? Other than maybe The Fiend. How and when did that I don't happen? Know. Can, you name a, can you name a Cody match? The one with Nick Aldis is the one I like the most, but... You were there live. Yeah, and the one with Dustin. The stuff he's done with AEW, the that's probably Dustin, why. The one with Dustin, 
And I remember seeing one on the internet with one with Kurt Angle. I thought it was pretty good. The one in Revolve. But I mean, it pretty Refro. much shows you. And it's like, it's a lot of the older school guys say that too. Like, you know, a good match never drew any times. All the drives are drawn before the match, right? Yeah. Um, he had good and matches. Like, and the point I was trying to make is you can't really name a Cody match, but he's the most over guy. He's like the biggest star. The fans love him. It shows you that the storytelling and character work is really the most and important. He's, and, and that's the thing. That's a big point. And, uh, I was gonna and start, he knows that. I was going to start throwing out some matches he had in WWE that I remember, but that doesn't matter to your point because the point is true. It's his, it's his promos. <laughs> the one I remember the most with Big Show, the table match. The table match. We but also, table. I was remembering his matches with the Shield guys, with Dustin and all that stuff. Oh, those were good tag Those were solid matches. Like his moonsaults off the cage. And the all. ones like, with stories come across so much better. He knows how to do the stories. He's, a, he's good at that stuff and like his matches with Orton in that one in 2011 those are the only things I've ever seen on SmackDown that I really enjoyed and the whole like anyways but that's not the point because you're right the point he does have good matches but I'm sitting here trying to dig at remembering which ones were good it's his character right now because he had great matches in the WWE but he was never over to that extent why is he over in AEW and he's still having good matches we, it's because of his stories and his promo work and he's one of the guys that have been pushing really hard to make feel like a top guy. That whole promo got but last week. the thing week. is, they haven't even done anything to make him a top guy. The crowds made him a top guy. Yeah. They Anytime they show his face, they explode. They really haven't pushed him much. Yeah, he has a good the, the good record and this and that. And his promo's on he, YouTube Who's he really wrestled? He beat Dustin's. That, yeah. That's his older brother. He's an older guy veteran, right? Who did he get a tie with, like, Darby? Like, he's having these matches. He hasn't, he hasn't been getting this Superman push. The crowd just loves him. They're his guy. He's the AEW. To them, it's like the opposite, where WWE has trained us to kind of hate them because yeah. the authority is always the bad guy. Vince is always the bad guy. Triple H and Stephanie was the bad guy. He had, they haven't done anything on TV, but through social media, through the build-up to AEW, through All In, everything, Cody's been like the face of it, and they love him. And right now, I think, I don't, I... I, I honestly think, and I know and this is the point I want to get to with Cody, because he did take that dig at the WWE. I honestly, I don't know why people are so bothered about that. I had, I, I don't know why people are bothered about it. It has either. people talking because if they do it, they do it. Ban back in the original Monday Night Wars, and I know this is an award. Those guys were taking digs back and forth. Well, each people other all saying the time. like, "Oh, this would be so much better if you didn't do that." Like, really? That 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 those, you know gonna, when they when they take a shot at WWE, that's what's preventing you from thinking. Yeah, the and show honestly, is great. I'll tell you right now, if I posted Ooh, a clip. And I just like I got edited all the shots I took at WWE in one clip and I posted on Instagram. That will probably be one of the most liked and conversated, conversed clips on my page because people it, t- it gets a reaction out of people. Yeah, and that's what the, WWE doesn't have. You don't to. need to do that. You don't need to do this. They Shut don't up, need to man. do it. But it, it's like, are you guys talking sports, about it now? Real sports, best NBA games, best NFL games is when they're tripping the lead up to the game. Yeah, and and that was a perfect way to do it. Yeah, him and Jericho both did come from that other place. You could use it there. It makes sense. And he's and. I think he said it in a way to signify, like, hey, guys, I'm just reminding you, we are different than them. This isn't going to be one of those promos when I'm in the ring, he's up there, and we're not going to, like, this is going to, we're not, you know what I mean? Like, No, I don't. That's the whole point he's trying to say, is, like, we're different than them. It's not like in WWE, I'm going to be in the ring, you're up there, and I'm not going to come after you or something. This is going to end in the talking segment. Like, something's going to happen, because this is AEW. He's trying to give you the unpredictable feeling that AEW has that you're not going to get from the WWE. WWE feels very segmented. Things don't happen like that. Or Rusev went to go chase Lana 30 minutes ago, and we're not going to see them fight till like, 40 minutes later. I can come at you right now. You know what I mean? There's no stopping me. Like, maybe that's what he was taking a shot on, that actual segment. Who knows? But my point is... um, I don't think I'm bothered. It doesn't ruin anything for me. It doesn't, it doesn't take anything away from me that they're taking dicks in the WWE. It makes you talk. Yeah. And you're just like, ooh. Yeah. And then the people that are just like, oh, you don't need to do that. Well, you were clearly watching and listening to every word. Yeah. And, and you're going to keep doing and it. And you're just maybe too pro WWE that you're just like, you know, 
Because some of it's the a grow up. Go, it's a TV show. Some man. of the stuff is like cheesy. do you watch other TV shows and say, oh, why is this character hating on that character? But now my point of all this is, do you think Cody's over because he almost seems like the flag bearer of AEW because he's the one that's throwing all these shots. He's the one breaking the throne. He's that's the one almost literally what I was saying for the last two minutes. I know, but I just wanted to like wrap it around that one point. Like, yeah, I think that's a huge part of it because he's taking all these shots. Because out of all the guys, out of the box and everybody, he's the one that takes the most shots. Yeah, Him I'm specifically. I'm sure that's part of it. Even Moxie doesn't take shots at WWE as much as Cody does. Yeah. And I think that's part of it because now all the people that are 100% loyal to AWE, like he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Not the Bucks, not John Moxley, not even Chris Jericho, not even, um, what's his name? Kenny Omega, who you would think oh, would be the biggest yeah. star here. He was the guy that got held back. Yeah. That's fair. But I mean, like, you, and that's the other thing I wanted to do. You'd think Kenny Omega would be the biggest star, but Cody seems like the biggest star. I never Kenny. thought he was going to be the biggest star. I thought he was going to be one of the biggest attractions. And he Jer- doesn't feel I like it at all. Jericho, Page, Pac, Cody. Because Co- Kenny doesn't feel important, man. I never, I, I, I said right from the beginning that he's not going to be the top guy. He's not going to get their belt. He's not Kenny he, Omega. He will eventually. Yeah. But he's not Omega of Japan. Because he didn't. He wasn't on TV every week in Japan. He wasn't having to cut all these promos all the time. His promos were like video productions, and he got to really think about it. And he was very produced by New Japan by all accounts. And he got to go and have these matches with Okada. Yeah. And it's like how you say you expect different things out of different wrestling. Yeah. When you watch New Japan, you you need to have those good matches, and that's what he's being judged on. So are you saying? But now he's also not getting the push either. Yeah. So who knows what happens once he starts getting the push? How big he might feel? And how people get invested into it? But as of right now, I think they know. Do you think Kenny Omega is not built for a weekly TV? No, as of that's right now? not it. I think they know they have Kenny in the chamber and they're building up other people. He his stocks his stock might go down a little bit, but he's not going to lose all. Never. Of it. Yeah. People still know he's like a top guy. His ma- so another thing I want to point out before we get back to the brawl because I have a lot of things I want to th- say about that that were funny and not funny and whatnot. But Omega versus Janela for Who? <laughs> Joey Janela. Like what? I don't even. I honestly didn't the know bad boy thing. Joey Janela for months. Okay, Janela sucks, man. For months, I, you've already answered my question. But I'm gonna ask you, <laughs> but for months, uh, the the, oh. the and for years, from from my perspective, watching Joey stuff, hearing people talk about Joey, uh, watching Joey documentaries and things. I want you YouTube. love him. No, just, I, I was very intrigued by him for years. For not even years, for like the last year. You can tell he was never trained to wrestle. From like 2018, 19, I, I only became aware of him like last year. I didn't know who he was before that. I don't know anybody that came from like the LA dojo or the New Japan dojo could ever take this guy seriously. Because I know his whole story. He never was trained to wrestle properly. He started wrestling and he's, and he's proud, Ill- and illegally he's proud of it. and this and that. Like, yeah, I just showed up in strolls. I lied about my age. I took these yeah, matches, like every that. like every English and Mexican wrestler on the planet <laughs> did. But, but anyway, they actually trained. Anyways, but the point I was getting to is that he... Always says, "Oh, I want to show people I can do more than hardcore wrestling. I but can actually can't. have wrestling matches. I want to have wrestling matches." Thus far, in AEW, most of his wrestling matches have been like hardcore. Because I think things. even the EVPs don't believe he can. So finally, for the first time this week, he had a match with Kenny Omega. They had one on Dark too. Yeah, but it was a street fight. Yeah. This was his first wrestling. Besides the match with Brandon Cutler, I'm not gonna count that. Yeah. This was his first wrestling match on live television in a no hardcore rules, no street fights, no gimmicks. I was asking how you feel about it. I already know. <laughs> but, right from the entrance, I was just like, no. I think it was okay. The entrance wasn't even good. At least have a good entrance. Yeah. You have a good entrance? We'll forget about the match. I think it was okay. I don't think it was great. I think it was okay. But yeah, I think that I, more... I, I'm obviously exaggerating a little yeah. bit. It wasn't the worst piece of shit ever. It wasn't the worst thing on the show. Kenny is a big part of that, but... He's pretty much the whole thing. Like, he all he really had to do... And he all he really had to do was sell it. He's not even that good at that. Yeah, I guess no. He sold that last finish. The yeah. Last how hard, the how hard is it to pretend you're dead? That's <laughs> not selling, man. That's fair. Anybody that's you've ever listened to a podcast, interview, read a book, playing dead is not selling. No, that's fair. But it looked cool. 
Remember visually. that time Roman Reigns did that and they're all chanting Roman sleeping? <laughs> yeah, but visually it looked cool. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the because after, Kenny's knees are sick. Because the sound and the way we react and then the one ring. I could watch it. I could watch the V trigger all day. The V trigger, that's what it's called. I could watch that all day. Every time he does it, it's solid, but. I just want to get your uh, opinion on that really quickly because I know you're not the biggest Janela fan. There's a place for him on the card, for sure. He's yeah. got a fan base. And he seems you like see a good, he seems top like, guy? He seems like a great... Of course not. He yeah. seems like a great guy. And uh, he seems like very likable. I'm sure people yeah. like him. He's not going to... He's not going to... He's not going to... He's not going to disrupt the locker room, anything like that. He definitely has a place on the show. I mean, he's not so horrible that he should never be on TV, but it's just like, I'm, he's he's not for me. And I don't think I speak for myself. I no, think no, I for sure. a lot of people. There's a lot of people that say that. And I just... I wanted to get your opinion on that because that match did happen. That was his first like non-gimmicky wrestling match, and I just want to see what your thoughts were. But back to the bra, Cody cut a good promo. Um, he goes, he's gonna go challenge. He's gonna go run up and you know get face to face with Chris Jericho, guys. He was not gonna stay in the ring and let them talk crap. And obviously, backup had to come out because Jericho's like, you're gonna take on all four of us. Out comes uh, who was it first? I know MJF came out. Oh, Dustin came out first. And then Jericho made the jokes about, oh, your brother's coming to save you. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then obviously MJF's music Jericho's hit. Jericho's so good off the cuff, man. MJF's music hit. And like, first things first, I went up. MJF, pop, he's over. I don't, like, he's over with the friends. The moment his music hit. He's been over. I know, but it was just the pop in Pittsburgh, I was like, yo, like, it, like I, I watch him, like, yeah, this guy's, I'm so happy. Like, he's really over. He's never said a wrong thing on the mic. And he's been, uh, his commitment and dedication to who he is. He's going to be one of those guys. Is amazing. He's going to be one of those guys 10 years from now. We're not going to be able to name a single one of his matches. I oh, know, he's not a match but guy. He's a matter. character guy. But it won't matter. It yeah, won't like, matter. And I don't think it does matter. Tell me your favorite Ted DiBiase I like match. watching good matches, but I, I don't need it. Yeah, I know, 100%, man. And he, I just, I was really happy about the pop he got i love the comment about jericho making fun of him about wearing a scarf because iron yeah behind it and everything. yeah who wears a scarf yeah that's scared of a, guy a scarf yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jericho's gold um and then obviously you could expect so many other people to come because he could have went the easy way and be like i invented scarves yeah like that no he's like oh, a scarf. You? <laughs> scarf, kind of tough guy are you yeah and then um once again jericho reinventing himself the one million time probably won't wear a scarf again hopefully uh but uh and then uh, Kenny Omega, the, it could have been anybody, but out comes DDP for that pop. And it was a cool moment. Um, MJF didn't seem to be a big fan of DDP. <laughs> no, well, MJF is still teetering on that. I don't like anybody. Cody's my best fan. I don't care about roller Dustin. Roller Coaster. Yeah, I don't care about Dustin. I love that. I That's my about, favorite one. The I don't care about the, DDP. The roller coaster. Yeah, That's yeah I only one. care about Cody. I'm here for Cody. And yeah. I love how he's playing that role. He shouldn't be friends with all the other baby faces. It's just Cody. I love it. But um, they all came out and they go up there. My only gripe, and the reason why I went to Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> I don't. You think need a shirt that says "My Only Gripe." That's one of your. That's one of your main things. You can never just love something. Cause no, I, God, I don't want to be that guy that just loves everything AEW does and then shits on a bunch of stuff WWE does. So the thing that I would have done different about this is I think Ortiz and Santana should have probably brought the guys outside and shouldn't have hit in the room. That's what you meant when you said this. Yeah, they should have like. Not when in the, like Ortiz and Santana should have brawled first. Yeah, they should have brawled with like DDP and, and Dusta. I like that. Yeah. Should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like free cuff notes that nobody's supposed to see. But I felt like they should have fought with uh, like Dustin and and uh, like DDP or something while Jericho and Guevara went into the room. You couldn't just enjoy the brawl, eh? I enjoyed it though. I just mean like I just them hiding and not trying to fight as the tough guys they were like last week, ready to fight anybody. Would have been cooler if they stayed out there and brawled and then came down to Ortiz. Maybe they really want him to get booed against the Bucks. I don't know. Maybe. But that's more, it's not even a big deal. But that's, that's, playing tough guys is like way too babyface. That's one detail that I was like. 
but then you just want to cheer them and the inner circle is supposed to get booed and they are like the coolest thing about the inner circle so it's, you gotta watch that it's a fine yeah. line there that's they're, why they're really cool it's like we were saying about the street profits yeah I like, don't want to see them running like, away but the like same Santana time Santana Ortiz are cool yeah so and right now the inner circles got good they got good bad guy feel to them so you can't make these guys be too badass. And you can't make them like, be Like, weren't they, like, asking the police for help or something yeah, like that? and you can't be too pansy either. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I, I, I'm okay with it. The way it played out was fine, but it would have been, I would have been, like, DDP and Dustin go out I'd love way. for them, especially while they're heels, to be like, come at me, come at me, and then, like, hold me back, hold me yeah. back. You're lucky this guy's holding me back. Or, like, the enforcers, like, 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 I, like Jericho should send them all like hound dogs. Like, you two go get him, and then him and... Gravar around uh, the room. See, then that kills that makes them look like weaker. Right now, they all kind of look like equal footing. Yeah, no, fair. That's true too. You but can't make my, them lackeys. But I did like the small details of um, they're behind the glass window and Jericho's taunting him, and then he looks at the scarf and he takes it like the small details that they did do, and that was really cool. But the whole segment gave me WCW vibes, but not in a bad way. I actually enjoyed WCW, and I thought it was cool, man. That's good stuff. Why is that? It's just like the whole you know the brawl and the stand and like the promos you do all the time. I just the promo from the guy in the skybox ring. I know a lot of people have done it, but it always reminds me of DDP it hasn't and been done that Savage. Much. It really hasn't been done that much. Savage should always show up in the crowd and, and get know, a promo from You know how there. I know it hasn't been done that much? I bet you you can name every time it's been done in the last 30 years. The only ones I'm thinking about is the Savage DDP stuff and the uh, Hogan with the Savage guys. A lot EC- of WCW. A lot of WCW. ECW One Night Stand. One Night Stand and then Evolution, the skybox it cutting promos. It hasn't really been done. And then they had those random attitudes. Sometimes people would be watching in the skybox. Once in a blue moon, Dean Ambrose. Vince would be up there. And Dean Ambrose would, would be up there with Rollins. But like, yeah, it's very so random. It, it, didn't, it hasn't had happened that much. You but make it, it sound me, like it's like a common thing. I know, but it just gave me WCW because I remember it most from WCW. Guys in the skybox and guys in the ring cutting promos. And like the rest of being surrounded by the crowd. And like, you know what I mean? And uh, and then one thing, when I say it reminded me of WCW, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm not saying it is WCW. I like that it reminds me of WCW because I miss WCW. I'm a WCW fan. So when I get that WCW feel, I'm like, oh, this is cool, man. Because mm-hmm. it's not WWE. Because WWE will always feel like WWE. I no think matter a lot what of what we do. liked about WCW was just because they had recognizable names. And the chaos. And let's be honest, AEW has recognizable names, man. Jericho, Cody Rhodes. They have like two or three. You know? But if you're a wrestling fan, they're recognizable. Yeah, names. that's what I'm saying. Outside the bubble, people will know who Chris Jericho is. And DDP? Probably. Cool stuff, you know? Yeah, people know the Diamond <laughs> Cutter. But, uh,. That's pretty much it with AEW. The main event, Moxie and Pac, was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the time limit draw. I like it. You know? I like I, it. It would have been weird for either guy to go it's over not such not a, It's over. not such a shit finish. Yeah. It's legitimate. And it was good. It was solid. It was a solid match. Limit. And both if guys... You, if you if you start building in that AEW world that there's time limits, it all makes sense. Yeah. It was good, man. And it, it, it added to the... How dare he do it to the ref? You better receive a good strict, stuff, though, man. You better it's receive a strict stuff. line and a hefty suspension. But I added to the uh, the ten, like the tension when there's like five minutes left in the match. Like, oh my god, how's this gonna finish? Like, I added to like what's they gonna happen. They still have here. not given Moxie a live mic yet. No, just back to his promo. What is stuff. it? Four weeks? Maybe next week. Give him a mic on TV, man. It hasn't happened yet. You're right. And one of his biggest complaints about WWE is that his promos and the script and stuff. Yeah, like, but his, his creator has been dope, though. It has, and uh, Pox has been great. I honestly. Once again, every week thus far, like Pac is one of those guys I look forward to seeing. He's a personally. standout, man. Like just personally, like Pac's one of the things I look up. He look just up, feels like a for. badass. He feels like a tough guy. He feels like a star. And he's just ripped. He just feels like a star, and he's a bastard. And I love his character, and it's he just is good a stuff. Boston, you know. And he's a little bit of a wild card. You never know what he's gonna do because he's not really feuding with anyone specifically. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he'll be messing with Moxley and and whatever. Maybe he'll go after Hangman again. He maybe can do a real bad know? guy thing and try to fight lower card guys to get his record back up, something yeah. like that. That's the kind of stuff they can have in their story. There right? is one thing I was thinking once again, and we probably did talk about it at some point when we talked about AW Pass. I am waiting for them 
just to introduce a middle card title. Just another title under the world. Nah, they don't need it yet. They don't need it yet, but eventually. Maybe after this tag stuff's going on, because right now they're oh, not yet. They're easily filling up their cards with tag teams. But let the tag, stuff, go, let the tag stuff get established. Let the world title get established. Let the women's. I just eventually, because there are guys like Sean Spears and Janela's and <laughs> guys I don't ever see really being in the heavyweight title picture. Maybe they will, but I don't see I it think yet. That's, I think guys like Darby Allen. I think would be guys like Janela and Spears is below where they would want their mid card title to be. They're Maybe. a lower card. But even like having Darby Allen have a long run with the mid-card title Wait, before so he goes up. He's upper mid-card. Yeah, go, before going for the heavyweight title again. Like, yeah. They need that title for those guys. You want it to be guys. an upper mid-card title. And you don't I, want Jandala or Spears anywhere near it. And, and once again, not to compare to WWE, but the fact that it is just one show, one roster, there's going to be four belts, that title will be easy to make feel special and important. Yeah, you'd think so. I, yeah. I mean, it's not hard to have an important mid-card title. I think title it's hard when there's a bunch of titles and there's two shows and there's two, the U.S. and then if there's just one, I think they have a really good shot of making it feel important. Yeah. And uh, and they have the right amount of people on the roster thus far to do it, and I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, once again, both shows were amazing this week for Wednesday. Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown was whatever. Raw was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this week SmackDown gets decent other than full full gear of their new rosters and stuff. <laughs> Maybe I'll check it out on Saturday. Um. But NXT and AEW stole this week. Um, and personally, AEW was great. Top to bottom, I loved the brawl. I loved that they had a segment. I loved the matches. The main event was great. But NXT stole the show for me this week. Just really, really good matches. And the Prince is back, man. Finn Balor is heel. I don't know what they can do with it. but I'm excited to see where it, it goes. It le- yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. It left me, it left me excited. And like for NXT, which is, for me, personally, haven't like really been like, I need to watch NXT this week. Yeah, you know? we'll see. I actually want to watch NXT next week. Yeah. I just, if for anything, what happens with Finn Balor? Yeah, no, and that's that's all they really did. We've said that about the other shows before. All you really need is one hook. Yeah. We don't need the whole thing to be good. Just give me one or two good things. Yeah. We don't need, because like, AEW is giving us a lot. Yeah. I only need one or two. Yeah. That's all you need. You watch your TV shows, one or two main things are happening. Because NXT's never, like, I've always known that if I watch NXT, I'm going to get good wrestling matches, but mm-hmm. there's never been nothing that's like. There has been. You just don't watch. What? Like Chompa getting attacked and like. There's, there's, they, they always have like hooks and main storylines. Because Velveteen Dream's promo a couple weeks ago, like it was great, but it didn't make me want to watch next week. Yeah. Velveteen Dream getting attacked last week was great, but it didn't make me want to watch next week. Chompa coming back was cool, but didn't really make me want to watch next week. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. NXT's been in the takeover years, has been a lot of years. So saying that this is like the first time that. No, for me, hook, that like for in a while. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I guess. I don't know. It's Personally, we're different. You watch it regularly. I don't. And then, like, yeah, the stuff. that's why I don't understand why you're making that comment when you no, haven't really there's watched it. Because even because I see highlights all the time, it's not like because I'm not watching, I don't see the highlights, I don't know what's going on. I've seen the highlights. I go on YouTube, watch the highlights. I see them on Instagram. To so most there's people, been nothing that's been like, oh, God, I can watch You're also it inside the bubble, though. You know who Balor is. You care about Balor. Exactly. To somebody outside, that's not a hook. That's just something that happened. Yeah, but I'm hyped. It's a hook to you because you like Balor. Exactly. It's specific to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about me. I'm excited. It made yeah. me excited for next week finally. For yeah, they're going to have to impress a lot more people than you if they want to. And I think they're going to bring fans like me in because of stuff like this, and that's smart. They might. Yeah. Well, I mean, on, that's I think, I think like, if they can hover around a million, that'll be I their, think that's a goal, too, because they, they... If they can hover around a million, that'll be their sweet spot because it's yeah. super wrestling. It's super, like, hardcore. Yeah. That's not, it's not a show made for casuals or people that really aren't into wrestling. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, but it's solid. It's solid. I'm looking for... I think I actually... Slightly won this week uh, as yeah, a better show. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm saying that because I actually watched because the last couple of weeks I didn't watch it by the time we were recording this show. And then yeah. I was like, oh, but I actually watched it right after AEW and after watching back to back the finish of NXT and the matches on, they just. The different. Uh, this is the thing about. Uh, I was, one last point about AEW and NXT this week. AEW was kind of more one style of wrestling this week, besides the main event, I would say. And Joey Jalen Kenny, like the tag matches were a lot of flippy stuff and the Bucks and all that were. 
NXT did give you a little bit different things throughout the show, mm-hmm. which I think that's what stood out for me more. The wrestling was different through every match um, and innovative. Okay, that triple threat match, some of the stuff that those three guys did, not to repeat myself over again, was really stuff I don't remember. Yeah, NXT is always like that, man. So it was solid stuff. Um, it was a solid show. And yeah, we'll see what I say next week. Maybe AEW will come back. Or maybe NXT will be the standout show again. I think it's cool to pick one at the end of every show, though. And I think this week was probably NXT out of those probably. two shows. And last week we said AEW was the show of the week. So we'll see what the show of the week is next week. Maybe one of these weeks Raw and SmackDown will win. That Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll say Crown Jewel is the best show of the week. Who knows? Yeah. But other than that, I appreciate you all. Thanks for tuning in to the TWC show this week. You know where you can find me, the Wrestling Classic on Instagram, TWC Worldwide on Twitter, which I don't really use that much. You can watch us on The Vibe on YouTube, archive shows on the Wrestling Classic YouTube channel. And yeah, man, you can find Devin on Twitter at DLL1990. Is that, the, is that what it is? Yeah. And yeah, man. Once again, React and respond to all the stuff we talked on here. Give us some questions. Talk about some stuff. Um, let us know all the stuff we talked about. Like, you know, who do you think would be the best match for Bret Hart? Edge Return, who would you like to see him feud with? Let us know your thoughts on NXT, AEW, Raw, and SmackDown. What was the best show of the week? Let us know. And yeah, man, I think we should wrap that up for this week, brother, brother. Yeah, I need to go blow my nose. Hopefully I'm not sniffling in these you guys' sound, ears. So you sound nothing. and look like you want to get like, the hell out of I'm here like and you're dying, dying, dude. And I feel really bad. So well, we're going to wrap this up. It's just because when you made it seem like you're going to end the show, my whole body prepared for it. And then you yapped on and on for like another seven minutes. So I was just like, oh, my body got really confused. The show is over. Devin is sick. I hope you get better. Thanks, we'll see you all next week. Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Bye-bye.